La orquesta nos ofrece los compases de un tango dulzón secreto y vibra el corazón de los violines y se alegran las bocas de los pianos. Alarga el bandoneón un llanto tibio y el que canta persigue sueños vanos. Orquestas de mi ciudad. Música, verso, sentido, que mi alma guarda encendidos y que nunca morirá. Orquestas de mi ciudad, en cada barrio una noche, en cada tango una historia que se renueva al bailar. Música, versos, sentidos Que mi alma guarda encendidos Y que nunca morirá Well, hello Well, hello Hello Travis, you're quiet. Travis, can hello. you hear me? Yes, we can. All right. Hello, everyone. Hello. Chico. Hello. Hello, Adam. Hola, hola. Hello, Adam and Chico. <laughs> hola, hola. Hola, hola. Nice choice of song, Adam, to start with. Yeah, it's great. I was like, I'm so exhausted. I'm going to sit down today instead of like pace <laughs> around the apartment when I'm doing the podcast. And then I was dancing the song. <laughs> I uh, just picked one randomly. Yeah? Nice. Well, random is good. Yeah. I guess we're excited to just hear any tango these days. <laughs> it's great to hear tango. It's great to hear voices. It's great to hear tango. Welcome, Travis Widrick. Likewise. Thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Um, from what I've been seeing on Facebook, you seem like you've been living in a... Uh, 
a cave somewhere or something, baking bread and making noodles all the time. <laughs> I know, and, and playing your guitar that, and drawing watercolors. Is that all I am to you, Adam? <laughs> yeah, no. You're I, like uh, a caveman. No, <laughs> kind of, yeah. Since uh, COVID ended up, before COVID, I was living in Portland, Maine, and then uh, once COVID hit, I moved back to my hometown, and I was, yeah, I was actually living, not in a cave, but I was uh, living off grid up on our farm uh, for most of the summer. So it was, it was oh. a pretty uh, amazing summer. Whose farm is it? You uh, said it was our my family farm. farm. But... Yeah, it was uh -huh. uh, my family's farm that, yeah, I grew up on. I don't know if maybe some of you don't know, but I uh, grew up on a dairy farm in upstate New York. I had no idea. And, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. No. So, yeah, I grew up on a dairy farm and, um, and, um, my, yeah, all the, all the all the land is still there. So we had a farm, and we still um, own the land. And there's about 400 acres of land. And so I Holy spent the shit. summer uh, just hiking and adventuring there. And um, the the barn is no longer there, but there's an old old barn, and I renovated it. And that's where I lived for about eight. Is months. it and, uh, an active dairy farm? Not anymore. No. Okay. No, my, my father passed away about 10 years ago. And so since then, um, no one's really run it. And uh, so the, the farm itself is gone, but um, all the land and everything is still there. So I see. Okay. Wow. Amazing. So, yeah, I, uh, I spent the whole summer there and it was quite amazing. And uh, yeah, but a big part of it was cooking and, and uh, you know, trying to stay sane in this, this COVID year. <laughs> yeah, oh, shit. So what made you come? So you're back in Buffalo now, though, are you? What's that? You, said Sorry, you're, you got back home. After summer. Is Portland home now or is Buffalo? Um, well, Buffalo, I moved from quite a while ago, and then I've been living <laughs> in Portland before COVID in, for about a year. Okay. Yeah. How so, did we not then... see you in Portland, Maine, when we were there? <laughs> I don't know. What don't the know. fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? Well, we were there, <laughs> I mean, we were there a while ago. I don't know if you were yeah. there yet. We were in 2019, June, I think. Yeah, it, it, was, it was after that then. Uh, oh, I see. After that, so. Um, but yeah, I was just there for a year, and um, as soon as COVID hit, obviously I was I was doing some tango work, and all that ended, and uh, and uh, yeah, I decided to move back uh, to this area, and my mom is still in this area, so I I thought it would be kind of temporary, but obviously it's lasted a lot longer. So mm -hmm. yeah, but I'm happy I moved back though, and uh, yeah, all these opportunities kind of opened up and got into cooking even more and yeah like adam said baking bread and although i wasn't living in a cave i was uh very much <laughs> i was i was very much living out in nature and uh really enjoying it actually for the most and part. that barn space looks amazing how yeah, long did yeah. that take to renovate i um, mean or like make it living condition yeah probably a month i would say because it was just me by myself and um a lot of it was already in place um, mm -hmm. so i had to go in um, and just start renovating some of the walls and make sure it was airtight. And, um, and I, luckily enough, I had some, some of my, um, things there already. So I actually made it really cozy. I had a bed and dresser and, and, uh, installed windows in the sink and cupboards and all that. So, so you do carpenter really... work as well. <laughs> well, I learned, I learned this summer. <laughs> oh, really? I thought you knew that stuff from before. Not, not very well. I be see. Wow. Yeah, so it was a fun experience for sure. So your skill set has definitely been evolving during this time. Yeah, yeah, it, it has, <laughs> and that, that's really it, it. Really, um, it was really exciting actually because uh, I had to kind of 
troubleshoot and learn along the way. And in a lot of ways, my whole summer was, you know, like adapting like you do in dancing in tango. It's just constantly improv to, to life, basically. And hmm. and so I kind of took that approach and it gave me a lot of joy to kind of uh, have new experiences every day to do, whether it was going to the spring and like carrying these huge jugs of water because I didn't have any running water. So I had to go to the spring. <laughs> oh, man, that reminds and, me of uh, my childhood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> There was a stream and there was um, a, a hookup for water. And so I had these two huge seven-gallon jugs and I'd take them down there and fill them up. And they're quite heavy. So I'd do my workout by carrying these jugs. So you like went all in with wow. the COVID thing. You went all in. You're like, oh, COVID's here. I'm going to – that's it. There's no water. There's no electricity. There's, yeah. that's, I'm going all in with this pandemic yeah. stuff here. <laughs> yeah. Well, at, at the time, Adam, actually, I was I was a little nervous because, you know, the, the stores were all getting – uh, emptied out with everything and I was like oh man what if what if shit goes down like I'm gonna start to try and prepare myself a little bit for something mm -hmm. if, if things go down so so I kind of had that mindset and started to do whatever I could and did uh started you know, creating some gardens and and uh doing everything I could to be a self so how's the bomb shelter coming it's a, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a secret. It's a secret, Adam. It's a secret. Okay, okay. <laughs> Tell us exactly where your land is. I'll, I'll private message you. <laughs> We're coming to visit. You, you should. Be amazing. I, I, no, I would love no, to. No joking aside, um, there there is an area that's beautiful on our on the land, and uh, um, in the future, I'd love to have people come there to, to at first camp and also eventually I'd like to build a space to have yoga and meditation and tango and just have a place where people can come and, and spend time I feel in like we had a conversation about this in Cleveland yeah. once right yeah totally yep you had yeah, mentioned that you wanted to do this it was a couple of years ago you're like I've got this land upstate I want to rebuild it I want to fix it yep. up and then yeah and uh, you've taken this opportunity to start that so that's great and you yeah. know what I bet you um people will be really excited to do something outdoors to begin with because of, you know, yeah. safety precautions and things of that nature, maybe yeah. camping separately and yep. uh, dancing outdoors and cooking with yeah. some space, you know, everybody's going to be yep. coming back and I've been reading a lot of different things on Facebook within tango groups about how do we do this? How are we going to like, what do you all think about how we're going to come back together? And, and obviously there's a million opinions and, um, sure. I, I, I tend to lean towards the like slowly and carefully kind of, yeah. um, Likewise. and also like yeah. outdoor stuff will, will definitely be first. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree. And I think, you know, these kind of activities where you're outside and, and it does feel a little bit safer. And also I think just the opportunity to be outside in nature and, and be with you know, other people in a social setting that does feel safe um is just so healthy and, and so rewarding i think it'll be a great opportunity so what yeah, was exactly. like uh during your learning process of rebuilding and and you know fixing up this barn and your land what was what was kind of like did you have a day or two or a week where you were you re started a project and you were just like oh god i have no idea what's going to happen with this oh, like i have no idea oh, how yeah. to get this done what were some of those I, experiences like sure i started and 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 started things and then quit them multiple times before I actually figured out what I was going to do. Cause you have an idea, right. And you're like, get excited about the idea mm -hmm. and you realize, Oh shit, that's not going to work. And, uh, and so, yeah, um, I started initially my idea was to, um, go back and build something really small, like a little tiny house that I could live in. And I realized really quick that 
I didn't have enough skills and, and being by myself also was really difficult, just like mm -hmm. holding up a board to nail it and that kind of thing. So I realized really quick that that just really wasn't an option. And so uh, that's when I decided to, to utilize this uh, pole barn that was already in place and it was already a strong structure. Mm -hmm. And then I just started to troubleshoot, like trying to figure out design, how I want it to work. Um, and then figuring out how to install windows, which I never did before. So I had to kind of YouTube things and figure out on my own, how do, how do I install these and how do I install the sink and how do I remove the door or put in a door? Um, and so, and all, aren't all we this... grateful for YouTube and Google? <laughs> oh, and I was going to say, you got, like, I think the... if we didn't have all this during this time, I, I was going to say, it's a good it. thing you got the Wi-Fi going up there first, first yeah. and foremost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I utilized my, my phone. I bumped up my plan on my phone and uh, mm -hmm. I was connecting my computer also once in a while to my phone. So, uh, I was using that, but yeah, you're right. YouTube was a huge resource and I did have, uh, I do have some family still in the area. So, um, some of my family was able to help out uh, at times. And so that was, mm -hmm. that was really great. Um, but a lot of it was, uh, was by myself and, um, it was, it was quite challenging a lot of the time and it was, you know, lonely at times cause it was really just me. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but at the same time, uh, it was really, uh, energizing at the same time too, because, I don't know. I just loved waking up. You'd wake up to the sunrise every morning and hearing the birds. And then I found myself going to bed really early because I would be exhausted from like cutting oh, wood during the day in preparation <laughs> for winter or, or hauling wood around or hauling water or whatever. So as soon as the sun went down, um, I would just like, all right, I'm going to get ready to go to bed. And, and sometimes I'd watch Netflix or something or read a mm -hmm. book or whatever, but I just uh, loved it. And I would say almost every night, whole summer every single night either by myself or with my cousin who lived uh, down the road we'd we'd take time every single night to watch the sunset and mm. it was just like something to look forward to every day mm -hmm. nice. and um and did you have a lot of camping experience up until that point um not not really uh that much camping experience but um i had been camping in my life and I, I had done a lot of thinking about um, kind of how I wanted to live my life and ways I wanted to move towards and being living a little bit more minim minimalist uh, was always something that I wanted to do. And uh, this really gave me an opportunity to kind of really see what was important to me and see what I needed to survive and what, what I needed to be comfortable and to be happy. And um, certainly there was times where I'm like, shit, I need, I really wish I had hot water right now to like take a shower or, or things like that. But for the most part, like it really wasn't even uh, an issue. And I really felt um, really happy uh, the whole summer. It was, it was probably one of my, my, the best and happiest summers of my life. To be honest, Isn't that amazing how I feel um, in, in certain ways, like slowing everything down for the past year, Although it came unexpectedly, and we're all coping with it in 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 our own ways, like in other ways, it's kind of been a breath, uh, a way to like kind of breathe out a minute and just kind of yeah. I can't wait to like jump back into everything. In fact, I'm extremely antsy right now, but um, <laughs> uh, but I do try to take moments of gratitude and and realize and like think about, be aware that okay, we we're on this pause, whatever you want to call it, and yeah, and uh, it's been very interesting opening up new perspectives and appreciations for for things um, yeah yeah, yeah would, would you have gone back to your or not gone back would you have you know i'm assuming you probably wouldn't be wouldn't have had started working on the barn and living upstate or uh, had covid not come yet 
Uh, no, I would have. I would have more likely uh, have stayed in in Portland. And the the big thing was not only that did all the my work all of a sudden just kind of stop, but uh, also right at that same time was my lease was was coming to a close, and so I had to mm. make a decision what to do then. And um, I was I was a little concerned, and I was also you know thinking about my mom. Is like you know, I wonder what what how things are going to happen if, you know, she's going to be okay, if she, maybe she needs some help or something like that. And so, mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I just kind of made a decision. I said, I'm going to do this. And if, if it doesn't work out, I can always move back and, uh, yeah. maybe COVID won't, maybe I didn't know what was going to happen with COVID, but. Or how long remember, it's going to be. Right. Right. Yeah. I just, I remember going to the grocery store one day and I, um, I don't really have anxiety that much, but I just felt like some anxiety about like I seen all everybody kind of rushing through and all the mm. toilet paper's gone and all the foods like gone. I'm just like, you know, it's I, I feel like I should do something different. And uh, it seemed like a little bit of a an extreme decision to move back to the farm, especially with so much unknown and where how I was going to live and that kind of thing. But I'm 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 really grateful that that I did it. And even though I did say it was one of the best summers, that that doesn't mean that there wasn't hugely challenging times. And of course, times where <laughs> I broke down at times where I just got so frustrated because things weren't working out. And uh, so there was all that, too. But I have to say that that those things also made it good as well. Yeah. So uh, it was uh, it was really eye opening and, and uh, having that that time by myself really um, kind of forced me into learning more about myself and uh, learning more uh, in, in life. So I learned more about like foraging for mushrooms. I learned more about all the the different kind of plants that our land has and that we have apples and wild roses and raspberries and all these amazing things that <laughs> I really never knew about. Hmm. So it's uh, it was kind of a, a summer where I just dedicated to learning, whether it was learning how to cook new things and uh, or not just new things, but I've always cooked bread, for example, but I've never went out and built a fire in the woods with like birch mm, bark nice. and then cooked and then cooked bread in the woods. So, wow. Like, I've never done that before. That was super cool. So, uh, so like just trying to like, how, how simple can I make things and still, you know, have a product at the end? Yes. And, uh, of course, I failed any, many times, but it's any, uh, any days when you're like, we're about to endeavor a project and you're like. Oh, I don't have a tool. I got to go to the hardware store and get a new tool for this. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, and in those cases, either I would, you know, go to the store to get that tool, which is usually the best decision, but... Not, <laughs> but I can imagine. But me being, and maybe you guys can relate, and everyone listening, um, me being my stubborn self, I was like, well, I don't want to drive 30 I minutes. Can move, you know, I can back. make do. Let me let me see what I can find that yes. I can use as a tool to do this thing. And uh, to be honest, you know, I would say not nine times out of 10, but probably five, five times out of 10, I would find something that would really do the job well. So it was a, a, a summer of creativity. And, and yes, at times also driving to the store to, to get a, a tool or something like that too. So you've got like some MacGyver stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do. And I, I think that, that, that's really exciting to me. And I think that's kind of been a, something that has been still instilled in me since I've been a little kid growing up on a farm. You just have to kind of adapt to whatever your environment is. And so, I don't know, I find that exciting and I find it to be a challenge. And I would even say in some a ways, good challenge. I've, I've, yeah, I've even taken it with me to 
tango as well and 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 how i learned to tango and and uh, just using the the things around me and and whether it was dancing or playing sports i'd just utilize whatever was around me to try mm. and learn and try and try and to visualize what i wanted or needed to happen and how do you instill that on your students in tango uh, yeah. So, uh, well, again, going back to, I think, visualizing, um, if there were students that, that were really into kind of visualizing what they wanted to do, I would, I would explain that to them. And um, I would just give them opportunities to, to learn, whether it was like putting a cup on their head or holding a, a, a tennis ball in their palm when they're trying to walk around to kind of help mm -hmm. them find their center. Um, so I would, I would kind of teach them based on the, the kind of students they were. And so I kind of uh, figure out what kind of students they were and, and how they learned. And then to the best of my ability, give them tools that are, that's going to help them to learn. Basically. I see. It's great. Yeah. Was yeah. tango teaching your first thing of teaching something to people? Or did you have any teaching experience on something else before? Um, I Chico, I think tango was... Um, yeah, I would say tango was the first thing that I that I ever taught. Yeah. And what um, what what pushed you that? Why you're like? I mean, I don't want to say push, but what sure. made you take that path? Yeah. Um, at the time, uh, I was in Buffalo. Um, you know, many years ago now, well, thirteen, mm -hmm. 14 years ago, and uh, I was I was a pretty young guy in the community. Most of the people were a little bit older, and um, I started learning a little bit and there was a few, a few people dancing tango and a, and a couple different people teaching and there really wasn't much happening though. And I started to travel a little bit and learn a little bit more. And that just turned into people noticing I was getting a little bit better and asking me to show them things. And I was like, well, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. And uh, so, so I said, sure, I'm happy to, to share with you. And so we'd set up like little practicas and I'd show them whatever they wanted to see. And that eventually turned into like two or three people that turned into four or five people that turned into five or 10 people. And nice. uh, so over that time, as soon as I started like actually like teaching these these individuals what I was doing, basically, I I really wanted to learn more about the tango and the culture and, and Buenos Aires and Argentina because I, I felt like if I'm going to teach these people this dance, I really should know more about the dance and the history and, and where it comes and, from and, yeah. and where it comes from and not, not just the technique, but also, yeah, the history of it and the culture. And so I, I started researching and I started meeting anyone that I could that would talk to me about tango or music or dancing. And, and I learned a lot over those, those first years. And I, I was technically teaching, but I was still a student. Like I, I was still very well. I'm still a student. I think in all of us that start <laughs> yeah. teaching our, uh, I mean, in general, I think at least in the U.S., all of us that start teaching our students at the same time. Yeah. Or I mean, we're always students. Uh, not the, totally. That never ends. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. I think in no matter what craft field, even academia, until you're like 65, 70 you're still a student. <laughs> yeah. You really need to like live a long time and do something for a very, very long time before you yeah. might consider yourself outside of the student um, bracket yeah, of anything. I agree. And I really love, I get inspired 
by being a student and learning from other people and or learning new things too like i'm always trying to find people that are better at me than me at something and just you know embrace them and and learn from them and watch them um whether mm-hmm. it's dancing tango or, or or whatever it happens to be and i just find that so inspiring and so humbling and mm-hmm. and uh, there's so many people i know this during this pandemic there's been so many people doing amazing things and it's been so inspiring to see uh, what everyone's been doing and and uh, whether it's inspiring to try it out or just enjoyable to watch it's it's really been yeah amazing. yeah I agree and it's not uh, like not that you meant it that way probably but like learning from people that are better than you it's like you can learn from anybody it's amazing to like yeah. uh, hear people describe the even the things that you know in a way that works for them Mm -hmm. is like always i find teaches you something um so i love like hearing students tell us what they learned because i always learn from that experience i find yeah Yeah, it's it's funny after a class or something you're like so what did you guys learn and they tell you and you're like that's not at all what we taught, but okay. <laughs> or like sometimes like you worded that so much better than I ever did through the whole class. I fucking love you. Like you should teach. Oh, I um, love yeah. that. I love those students. Yeah. Like yeah. Robert Withers was one of them. He's like, he'll ask a question, but basically explaining what we spent the whole class trying to teach. Yeah. Say it in a completely different way. And I'm just like, and some of the students kind of roll their eyes. They're like, yeah, well, obviously. But a lot of other people are like, wow, I'm so glad he asked that question. And he <laughs> exactly. said it that way because he, he dumbed it down so much. And yeah. then all you guys said was, yes, that's what we taught. <laughs> <laughs> hey, James. Hello, James. Hey, how's it going, you guys? Good. How are you doing? Good, good. I missed you. We missed you too. <laughs> Do you guys know each other with Travis? Yeah, I, I've yeah, I uh, yeah, I'm doing well, Travis. I wanted Good. to tell you how much I like your uh, uh, your your video. Uh, it's like I don't know how how long. It's like half an hour or something like that. I think I just got sucked into it and watched all of it. Like kind of a Milongaro teaching video, instructional video. Oh, yeah, but it, yeah, you're sure. just basically <laughs> dancing to Desarly. Yeah. And going through the canon of like social dance steps, and yeah. uh, I thought it was super cool. Uh, oh yeah, shit! Thanks. I want to see this. I didn't yeah, you got to check it out. It's great. Yeah, Taniko and I did that video for our students maybe four years ago, and it, I would say it's our most popular YouTube video that we ever put out. I think it has like three hundred thousand views or something. Oh, wow! Nice. nice. Yeah, we, we just we nice. just put together like uh, I think twenty six tango moves that our students were learning in our, in our series, right. At the, throughout the like eight or 10 weeks that we were doing. Uh-huh. And uh, so we just put them in a video and posted it and it, and it became somewhat popular. Nice. Yeah, somewhat. Yeah. 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 Somewhat. Yeah. <laughs> I think my, 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 my video with most views has like 10,000 or 15,000 views. Maybe. I don't even know. At 200 here, probably. <laughs> there, there's a funny story. I'll share a funny story with you. So I was in last year, I was in Richmond, Virginia, and uh, I was uh, offering uh, some private lessons when I was there. And a couple was coming to the studio and I didn't know who they were. They were just uh, the students there. And so I was there at the studio and the woman arrived and I was chatting with her. And then the guy arrived and he's like, oh, my God. He's like, you're Travis. And I'm just like, yeah, hi, nice to meet you. And he's like, 
I've been watching your video on YouTube for years. <laughs> awesome. so he, he had he had apparently been watching this this video and he didn't even realize that day that I was the person that he was taking the lesson from. It was just he was coming with the woman and she had set up the lesson. So anyways. <laughs> I love crazy. it. But uh, but yeah, I was I was gonna comment before what you, with what you were what you and uh, Chico were saying, Adam, um, about the learning from the students and and also seeing how they uh, explain things differently and it's just so amazing. And I remember uh, having some of the students um, that I was trying to like build their confidence and that kind of thing and just give them an opportunity to really show um, themselves how good they were already were. And so I had them teach some beginner classes and they mm. were so mm. good. We've at done explaining that too. Things. And I was like, yeah. you're doing a better job than I am. It's really incredible. We started a and, series uh, like two years ago on Mondays where the, the concept was anybody from the normal, the regular, because New York has a big community and it has this reputation of this huge community and people are not yeah. welcoming and all this bullshit, but it's really, <laughs> it has that element of course, but it also has sure. a lot of pockets of really great, amazing people. Otherwise, yeah, so many people wouldn't be dancing in New York. And we really wanted to help sh promote this. We wanted to help those people become aware of their role in the community. Mm. And, yeah. and I'm from a small town. And I've always felt like that's sort of missing in New York, that small town feeling, whether it's sure. like local theater, local jam sessions. You mm -hmm. have to either be really good at something or you can't do it in New York, you know, and it sucks. I hate that. So yeah. we started this beginner class in on Monday and it was basically it was like, if you dance tango, you're free. You can come for free. Mm. And um, and then the students get the opportunity to dance with intermediate, advanced, whatever level students and yeah. then we had a few classes where we i was like you know what i want you guys to, to teach. teach the students because we yeah. had one week where it was like only dancers from the community we had like one beginner and then like 10 students or 10 regular dancers so i i i was like okay um i broke them up into like two or three groups and i said i want each of you to teach each other a step and i asked them to like pick the step like what do you love oh i love the cross i love this i love that and i said mm -hmm. okay each of you teach each other the step for 15 minutes and then change teaching roles and and um and that itself was just like a fun creative product and the beginner student was kind of like lost at that point they're just like <laughs> i have no idea what's going on and i'm like well sorry you you're the only one here of your kind so we're gonna like <laughs> let on. you suffer through this <laughs> no but they were actually very fascinated by this but um but it was really cool, and I and I, I think that's like a really great, great way to help empower other people, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I can remember also being so inspired, especially with complete beginners trying out. Travis, things. we lost you a little bit. Can you be a little louder or closer to your yeah, mic? Yeah, sure. Can Sorry. you hear me? Yeah. Is that better? A little, yeah. Chico, How about can you that? turn up your volume? I hear him just fine. I am almost at the top of my volume. I can, well, almost I can talk louder. Isn't okay. Enough. Okay. <laughs> okay, it's at the top now, and I can hear him a little better. <laughs> Maybe I'm deaf. <laughs> okay. It could be my it could be my connection too. Um, can you hear me now, Chico? Yeah, perfectly. Okay. Thank um, you. I was gonna say that sometimes with uh, I was so inspired by complete beginners because they would they would learn something and and they wouldn't even realize what they were doing but they would be creating like these most the most amazing movements and uh, i was just i would look at them and be like oh my gosh that was so cool and of course to them they were just learning how to walk and that kind of thing but 
Um, but to me, I was like, I was watching them and just, just amazed at the, the, the creativity that they, that they had because they, they just had an open mind of what they can do and just the possibilities. And it was just incredible. Yeah. Who are some of your favorite teachers? I've always loved in the, in my first early stages of tango, I loved very out of the box style teachers like James, who's on the call mm -hmm. right now yep. and Brigitte yep. and Tomas Howland and Alex Krebs, yep. a lot of North American teachers. Um, and then as I evolved more and I got more comfortable with dancing, I really, I really sought out like the very traditional style Argentine teachers because, yeah, you know, I appreciated that structure as well, but I don't think I would have, I know, I know I didn't seek that out early on. I really, I really appreciated what you said, you said specifically like teachers that kind of trick you into doing things that you didn't realize you could do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious sure. who were some of the teachers that you were um, inspired by. Yeah. Yeah, well, initially there was uh, in Buffalo there weren't too many teachers and that were coming in that at that time, but uh, there was a couple that I don't think any of you might know, but their their name was Enrico and Morella, and uh, they're just this beautiful Italian couple, and everyone else was dancing fast and doing tricks, and they would yeah. just embrace and walk, and I always nice. kind of considered them my first teachers because. Uh, um, I would I would watch them and they always caught my eye because they weren't doing all the other things that everyone else was doing and uh, and also she was very critical of, of my dancing and would give me feedback and uh, and yell at me when I was uh, leading her to do ganchos. <laughs> I love it. Like um, yeah, there's. And, um, I don't do. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, I was going to say that um, one of the first teachers that that I remember coming to Buffalo, I think, was actually Dario da Silva um, and Claire. Um, I think they're in, in Europe now, but they at that time came over and that was really he was one of the first men that I remember really looking up to and being like, oh, wow, like he's like moving differently than all these other teachers that I've that I've seen locally. And um, he had some videos that I started watching and and uh, that was really inspirational for sure um, in the early stages and and then I think I met Robin, Robin Thomas, and um, mm -hmm. and and, uh, and I started seeing some videos of like Horacio, uh, uh, not Horacio Godoy, uh, Julio Maceda. I was really mm -hmm. inspired by him, um, and uh, a lot of it was just traveling and meeting other dancers. So I honestly, there was never a point in my my entire dancing career or dancing life that I ever had like long term teaching. Like it was always just dancing and once in a while I'd have private lessons or like a yeah. class one here and there. So I never actually had like a five week series with any teacher. And so, mm -hmm. um, so it was, um, it was a lot kind of learning on the road and going out dancing. And there was a lot of really great teachers, um, in, uh, Toronto. Um, I, I think uh, Elizabeth had a lot of festivals. Mm -hmm. um, and so I started going to those and taking classes with them. Um, and so, but a lot of it was just training um, and then eventually traveling to uh, you know, Ithaca and Toronto and eventually making it down to New York City, which at that time was terrifying. But um, <laughs> <laughs> What uh, was it about tango that hooked you in? Hmm. Well, to be honest, um, uh, it wasn't a lot of people will say the music and I wasn't really, really connected to the music at first. I honestly liked a lot of the uh, alternative music. Mm -hmm. um, but um, what I do remember feeling for the first time, a really amazing connection that really made me start to love tango. And that was mm -hmm. uh, my dear friend, Jen um, Magno, and she runs uh, Tango Alchemy in Prague. 
but she mm. also has family in Buffalo. Uh, and she's an amazing person if you've never met her. And uh, she um, was around when I first started in Buffalo. And she was one of the first people that really showed me like tango as a as an art form and just really giving and really respectful and really just letting yourself be there and be seen and just letting go and everything is okay and, and just really just enjoying the music and uh, yeah. she also introduced me to some beautiful alternative tangos which I loved and um, because I wasn't really feeling the the, uh, the traditional tangos as much but she showed me some beautiful alternatives that I was just so inspired by at the time and and uh, like dancing to Hallelujah or uh, I don't even uh, Tango to Evora or something like that and it was like way back in the in the day and even Gotan project back then. Yeah, so oh my God! So I, when I heard yeah. Gotan the first time when I started, I was like, <laughs> "This is the sexiest music ever!" Yeah. Like, yeah. And then I heard it in a Starbucks commercial, and it ruined it for me. <laughs> I know, yes. It, same here, yeah. <laughs> so I'm curious, Travis. We both started similar in the sense that, like, I'm from Cleveland. You know, I started yeah. dancing there for the first mm. year or so, and you're mm -hmm. from a small city like Buffalo, and yeah. What excited me about tango was the, and I don't know much about your background. I I'm, I really want to ask you about what it's like to grow up on a farm, actually. But um, but <laughs> I know but, um, it all relates back, Adam. I'll I'll, I'll but um, <laughs> what got me about tango was I and I played music and I had a family full of musicians and the music was great and and it, it's definitely has its uniqueness for sure. Yeah. But what 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 I loved what sucked me in, especially being from a smaller city, was the idea that I had access to people and culture or yeah. knowledge that I was missing, yeah. things that I was missing that I knew would gonna, were going to serve me, to, to grow me as a person that I was not just getting in my little town, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's what yeah. I really love. Because, you know, the community in Cleveland at the time, you know, this is long before Alberto and Michaela lived there or had moved there. Um, was, was an older community, but like amazing people, generous, lovely people, and and people I never would have otherwise otherwise had been able to sit down and have a cup of coffee with or chat with, you know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it, it did all start with the farm ultimately, which then took me to college where I played football. And while in college, it was the college I went to. It was Hobart College in Geneva, Geneva, New York, which was very diverse, which really opened my eyes to the possibilities of just different cultures, different people. And I did start dancing there, actually. I started to do modern dancing in college as a, as a way to help my, my football experience. And so I did do some dancing there. But even after that, um, getting into tango uh, in Buffalo, at, at first, yeah, it was, uh, Buffalo is a really small town, uh, a small community at the time, but uh, it was just such a giving and, and welcoming community. And, uh, and as I started to, to meet them and, and also branch out to more people, um, yeah, I just wanted to, to meet more people, to learn more. And, and now thinking back, um, and now I'm back in my hometown and, and I, I still love the people that are in my hometown. But honestly, like all I would say most of my friends and, and people that I'm acquaintances with now are from different countries around the world. And I embrace that so much. It's so much a part of of who I've become uh, as a as a human, and and uh, it's really it's really a beautiful thing that I that yeah I really embrace. It's funny you mention that because there was a time going back probably six seven eight years ago when all we did Chico and I 
was like travel for tango. And we did yeah. our milonga in New York, but we were here once a week and then we were on the road. And so I remember at some point just feeling like I would, maybe there was one weekend that month I didn't travel. And I was like, I, I literally, unless I go dancing, I literally have nobody to call to hang out with because I don't know. Yeah. All of my close <laughs> friends live in Denver, Portland, San Francisco, Cleveland. And I was like, I think I need to make a few adjustments here. Yeah. <laughs> I need to get some, get to know some locals. I'm, I'm feeling that so much here because now I'm back in the small town and I, I feel like a fish out of water in, in a lot of ways. And, and there has been a, a couple opportunities where some, some friends were able to visit this summer and that was amazing. But other than that, um, it's, it's difficult to, to find friends that aren't in the, in the tango world <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. I really I appreciate all the friends that I've that I've made in, in the, the world of tango and it's it's just it's such a, a huge world too you can just go anywhere yeah. and, and uh, even if you don't know them that well if you <clears> say like oh I know Adam and Chico like you're you're friends like immediately like, yeah it's, exactly uh, it's amazing it's just... we were talking about this last week too it's not only like how many people you know from all around but it's also the variety of where they come from like what background they come from and like what yeah. they do with their in their lives uh, we wouldn't have had the opportunity to meet people with so many different skill sets yeah and so. characters i think if we were just doing i don't know if i was just doing architecture like i used to yeah. i'd be much more yeah. confined to a uh, sure. one type of group of people with like or like anything design background and construction background but it would be like limited still now like we have such yeah. a wide variety of people that we know it's amazing but the other yeah, thing that was absolutely. very fascinating was like as a 21 20 year old kid who started dancing um if you don't have let's you know if you don't have something like a college degree or a, or a high school diploma or or a trade or a skill, like you sit down and chat with somebody, and inevitably they're going to ask you what you do. And if you're like, yeah. "Oh, I'm I work at a coffee shop," you know that person's going to be like, "Oh, okay," and immediately pass a judgment and leave the room or or whatever. Maybe not. Yeah. You know, uh, we can't all live in New Mexico, but um. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. But, Ouch. But, but you know, if you're like, Ouch. oh, I'm a, I'm a tango. Even if you're not a teacher, if I'm a, I dance tango. You know, immediately that, that inspires intrigue. It's like, oh, what's yeah. you dance tango? You know, and yeah, and it's, it's been, it's been such a way to open doors for me Absolutely. specifically, just to, to be respected by people that otherwise would have been like, oh, you're. Or if I would, if I had maintained, you know, I, I used to be a painter as an artist and. And if I had just done that, you know, I remember like getting into conversations with people. Oh, what do you do? I'm, a, I'm an artist. Oh, do you make a, well, you're not an artist unless you make a living doing it. Otherwise you're just a painter. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. And I was too young at the time and not confident enough to tell people to go fuck themselves back then. So I'd just be like, <laughs> you're right. I'm going to go cry now and paint a picture about it or something stupid. But you know, it's, um, it's another thing that tango is, 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 <clears throat> Is it's allowed those sort of people to open up their perspectives more too, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Which is yeah. which is great. I agree. It's yeah, it's such a great way to to start start off a conversation and and then you never know where that's gonna lead and like you never know the story behind that person that you chat with and, and what else you have connections with, with them. It's it's really amazing. Exactly. 
Yeah. I love, and how, I love that. And how it's allowed for us to, like you just said, to, you know, engage people in such a deep way, um, physically, mentally, spiritually, just by touching and embracing. And that's, you know, going back to what, what another reason why I got so attached to it in the beginning is like, I would just hold people like, again, like old women and I just hold them and be like, this is yeah. an amazing human. Like mm-hmm. yeah. all this shit I've been fed my whole life. I already knew it was, didn't make sense to me as a person, but now it's yeah. really starting to sink in. Like why? Like that we're yeah. certain. We all have these um, qualities that we have different ways of, of sharing. It doesn't all have to be on the yeah. cover of a magazine yeah. or, or who's the most yes. popular or, or the strongest. It, yeah. It was to me, like I remember very clearly at the beginning of, so fascinating when I first saw Close Embrace and heard Milonga and tried to stay in sync with someone in such a fast rhythm. Uh, And like when that happened, I was like, oh my God. Like I remember so clearly and so vividly that moment. I'm like, our bodies are together and I like we're, moving it was amazing yeah just that the ability to listen and respond in such a short amount of time and be yeah. in tune yeah. to one another that was fascinating to me yeah for me too to have that kind of experience happen i mean i definitely didn't have that in my life before tango at all mm-hmm. so i didn't grow up and i was i was gonna say there's uh I grew up in a very small town. You know, the joke of the, the this town was that there's there's more cows that live here than people, and so it's a really <laughs> small town. But um, at one point, I, I brought Tango here. To, there's a beautiful winery, and um, my former football coach in high school invited me to come do a Tango class, and so I did. And I was a little nervous because um, most of the the people, especially men, are are kind of hesitant to touch in any way. And uh, I was really amazed because, um, of course, you know, I'm always willing and, and if I can, wanting to hug the people yes. wherever they are, especially men, um, because they're still not used to it. Um, yes. And uh, so I started to, to bring that into this, this class that weekend. And uh, I was nervous about it. But surprisingly enough, they really opened up and, and uh, it really opened up my, my, my eyes to realize like, wow, everyone really does enjoy these kind of experiences even yeah. if they don't really engage in them that much it's uh there's a need for it and it makes them happy and they really enjoyed it that's amazing that's cool. so yeah. i'm gonna jump off tango for a second sure. uh did you do watercolors before the pandemic or you got into that during yeah. the pandemic too no i i started watercolors when i was probably 12 years old wow um I had a wonderful mentors in high school. They're a husband and wife named Mr. and Mrs. Trick. And uh, um, he uh, was a, be- a really wonderful um, fisherman, uh, fly fisherman. And he'd do paintings of the flies. And he'd also do paintings of the Adirondack Mountains. And so he'd go there and he'd go to hunt or he'd go to fish. And, and he'd go there just to walk around and take pictures. And so he was a really well-known painter in the area. So I was inspired by that, and um, I wasn't a hunter, um, and I wasn't interested in hunting. But I did. I was interested in going out in nature and and uh, looking at what was there and taking pictures. And um, 
and then ultimately starting to paint. And so in high school, I, I did a lot of painting. And then again, in college, I basically did a, a double major in college. And one of the majors was, was art. Um, oh, so uh, I've done know this. Yeah. Or, yeah <laughs> so, or it's been a while yeah. that we talked about yeah. this that I forgot. Yeah. So I've done... I know you did photography as well. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I've done watercolors um, my whole life. And I would say there's probably about 200 paintings in different homes around the United States that I've done of either people that I've commissioned or family and friends and that kind of thing. Um, and, uh, and actually just over the pandemic um, and even currently, um, I'm teaching uh, watercolor classes um, to kids. And so there's a couple of kids in Buffalo, New York, and a couple of kids in Connecticut. Um, oh, can I be one of the kids? Boys. What's up? <laughs> Can I be yeah, one of can, the kids? Okay. It's, uh, it's certainly open to adults as well. Um, but just right now, it just happened to be kids that were, were doing it and were interested. And um, it's really it's really amazing. And it's a little challenging you know, because you're on Zoom, but um, it's a lot of fun. But <laughs> yeah, attention span, I, uh, I can imagine. But yeah, painting is uh, is one of those things where I don't do it all the time, but there's, there's moments where... Uh, in a similar way to tango, um, you know, how we kind of talk about like this tango bliss feeling. Um, there's a moment when I'm, when I'm painting, even if there's someone there that I just have so much joy, um, at that moment. And I, I can even like feel like my, my body, like smiling, like my face smiling. And I just feel so happy and content. And mm. if you're there and you talk to me, I probably wouldn't even respond. Cause I'm just, like, <laughs> I I'm, just hear you. I'm in this like weird mindset. And, um, and it's it's just it brings me so much joy and and just to paint and of course if it's a, a gift or a commission for somebody that's that brings joy too because they can enjoy it in the future but yeah um, even if even if it's just for myself um, it helps me to reduce stress it, it helps me to get out of bad mood if I'm feeling down or whatever and uh, it's so been my just, savior during this yeah. time watercolors and, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I've done other paintings too, but watercolor has always been my, my go-to and I've always, uh, always done it and continue to, to do it. And in fact, just today I was, uh, working on a, a little project that I need to do as well. Nice. I used to do oil and acrylic and stuff, but I find there's something about nice. watercolors that I find similar to tango Yeah. in the way that how you need to work more with allowing it to to do what it wants to do yeah and uh, that like it feels like there is that communication and uh, maybe there there is with oil and acrylic too and I don't remember because I haven't done it for yeah. so long and that I yep. forgot that feeling or but maybe I never found it with that that I yeah. find with watercolor and I find it's fascinating yeah um, to not like try to control everything and just like yeah. be in the moment and yeah it's it's I, great i 100% agree and I, I do think for me it's specifically with tango i think it's something to do with the water um um and it just i don't know it feels similar to me with with watercolor painting with tango with making bread like it all has similarities and hmm. you, you don't really have that much control over it and you can really just kind of let it go and when you do amazing beautiful things happen and it's uh it's it's pretty remarkable but yeah yeah i, cool. I want to see some of your paintings chico oh. <laughs> i'm so new but no, yeah I'm i'll sure. share i'll share i i would love to learn from you yeah absolutely I used to talk to myself when I painted that. I didn't realize it until one day when 
uh, one of my, my brother came into the studio and he's like, you're talking to yourself, you know? And I was like, <laughs> I had no idea. I mean, I still don't really remember consciously doing that, but I remember what you're saying about that joy you feel. I would always listen to music when I painted. I would kind of dance around the yeah. studio. I used to work really big and really colorfully. Nice. And, um, and I just remember like, I would yeah. move a lot. I always moved a lot and, um, I had to have, I loved having music playing and. Well, and... anyone who's seen me on zoom, the big face painting in the back is Adam's painting. I mean, oh, nice. that's hanging in my living room. Uh, awesome. Yeah. I like your paintings, Adam. I do. I do too. I don't think I've seen uh, many of your paintings, Adam. I'd love to see yours too. It's been, it's been, a lo I, you know, it's so funny. I've, in, in the three or four years I painted, I probably painted 200 something, you know, because you're just doing it all the time. Yeah. And so it seems like I did that longer than I've danced tango. And I've probably danced tango four times as long as I painted because <laughs> I don't have that many recordings or, or memory, you know, I had yeah. notes from my classes and all these things of tango. I mean, I know yeah. I've been to Buenos Aires a dozen times and, and, you know, yeah. all these experiences, but, but like the, the you can quantify painting because you have a body of work, even if it's all in just slides now and photographs, but yeah, um, it's just, uh, yeah, it's just such a process. Yeah. We sh when we can all get together again, we should have like a painting night where we just get together and do, do art. That'd be super fun. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. Yes. I'm yes. in. It's hard for me to get into the space of it. I realized like when Adam was crashing over at my place, uh, we were just doing our own thing and he was, um, and I was like, I'm going to paint a little bit and I couldn't get into the headspace. Um, yeah. I don't know because of him being there or because like maybe I needed my music and I needed to just like, oh, it's out so and, important to have a space. Yeah. Like yeah. I've, my father, since the COVID started, he's like, are you going to start painting again? Are you going to start painting again? And I'm like, I live in a one bedroom apartment that's really small. And I, I can't just like go in the corner and paint a picture. Like it, you, it's so important yeah. to have a, an yeah. environment that's conducive to, to feeling inspired. And, and many people may not understand that, but, but uh, I, each studio I had when I used to paint was like, really cultivated to feel i mean i had you know yeah. brushes everywhere pigments and colors everywhere and i had like six pieces working at once and and <laughs> nice. like i walked in there and i just danced around the room all day and and um you just need this it has to suit your your workflow you know yeah yeah exactly exactly 100 agree and it's and, so hard yeah. to just do that yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I've definitely had moments where I, I wanted to paint and I get there and sit down and have my water and paints and everything out. And I just sit there and, and nothing would, I, I couldn't paint anything. Yeah. And there's other, there's other days where I sat down and painted like 10 paintings. That <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Same, <laughs> same here. Yeah. Same here. Not everybody can live in New Mexico, you know? <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> you guys just want to paint all day? Just move out here. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you guys, I have to I have to run. I have to help Krista make some dinner now. But uh, it's oh been wonderful God, talking enjoy. to you all and hearing your voices. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. You too. We have missed you. Stay strong. I'll be back yeah. on a little more often now, maybe. 
Okay, we'll good. I hope Bring so. Chris that too. too. Okay. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Take care. Okay. Lots of love, you guys. Ciao, Bye. ciao. Take care. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Well, on that note, should we play a song that Travis picked for us tonight? Sure. Let's do it. Four words. Four words. Four words. <laughs> Cuatro yes, palabras. We'll take a little, uh, we'll take a little a brief music break, and then we'll be right back. It's like a commercial. It's our first commercial. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be right back with Travis Witcher. We'll be right back. Sexy boy. God, let's dance. Uh, no. Yeah. I, so I, that was the first song that. I'm going to run around the apartment now. <laughs> I'm running. Oh, I can't stop. Uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, it's, so that was the yeah. first song that popped into your head when I said, Hey, yeah. DJ, pick us a song. Yeah. <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, I was, and I knew right away it was, it was a vault. I just, I don't know, I needed something to feel good and to, to feel like you're, you're flying again and dancing. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's been a while, right? Nice. Nice. I didn't like waltz for the first several years. Not that I didn't like it, but um, yeah, it was one, it was like the third on my totem pole. Yep. And since many years, I don't know, a long time, it's been my first. Well, yeah, waltz nice. was something I sat down and rested. And if I was resting during, I would never say yes. But if I was already dancing with someone, most came on, I would dance. 
And I was yeah. like, why do I not like false? And I realized at the time it was Nuevo was so popular, nobody really turned. Oh, yeah. And it drove me nuts. So I only like <laughs> dancing waltz with like three people. Yeah, yeah. So then yeah. I remember talking to Adam. I'm like, we got to start teaching waltz and like and that's, turning to waltz because I'm going to lose it. Yeah. Because just the turning and turning. And, and it's so compact and you get so twisty and close embrace and yeah. uh, the energy and uh yeah and i've also found and that ups and downs of it yeah curious what you guys think uh, or if you've had this experience but i've had some students whose ear for tango isn't so strong but when i teach them vault to walls they're just magnificent they dance like amazing i'm curious if you've had that experience yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, I remember for beginner students playing them a, a piece of music, Tango Bolts or Milanga, and uh, almost always I would just get them to see how they move their body to the different music. Mm-hmm. And uh, immediately I'd put on a vaults and they'd just start moving their arms and their bodies and, the, and or maybe I'd have them clapping their hands to the beat and they would just find it immediately. And also like they would just get a smile on their face when they heard vaults. They just immediately know that it was a vaults. Hmm. Um, and just want to move. It was it was definitely more popular than I would say Milanga or. And it's also States. I think it's like most people are familiar with waltz from not just tango. Billy yeah. Joel. Viennese waltz and Billy Joel. Yes, exactly. It's so true. Piano <laughs> man is a waltz, right? Piano man, yeah. 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 Oh, but waltz always da, feels da, like it's da, going da, da, somewhere. Da, 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 da. Now we need to play Piano Man, Adam. Come on, get on that shit. Have you had, a, kar- have you had a karaoke on the show? No, I'm ready. <laughs> Go no, for it. Last week, <laughs> last week we had our first um, flash mob. Nate, Nate, oh, nice. who's listening, had us dance to uh, Do You Love Me, which was oh, amazing. Nice. Awesome. Um, no, I was going to say, though, with Vols, it always feels like you know where you're going because it... it Because um, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> No, because if, for example, place. like, you know, if you listen to this, you can tell. Oh. Yeah, I see what you mean. And then, it, you know, it comes and it ends. Yeah. Here, you listen to the violin, take us. always in those four groups of four and so on and so forth so yeah it's so easier to hear those segments yeah Mm -hmm. exactly yeah 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 i mean i picked vaults but and there's hundreds of songs in my head that (laughs) (laughs) gosh i mean i want to i want to be you know comfy and cozy and slow and at the same time you know dancing milonga crazy and and fun and fast and uh there's just so many of the feelings that we haven't been able to do so Soon, soon, my soon. friends, we're going to be embracing and dancing. I, I hope so. Yeah. And we're going to come visit you in the farm. Yeah, you really should come here. And it's we're going to dance outside, it. camp outside. There's 
beautiful hikes and beautiful gorges and even waterfalls and uh, perfect fire, fireflies and and all the, all the amazing things in the summer. I only sure. hike if there is a water element that I can jump. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I promise to provide that for you. you okay, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and food too i, I really miss uh like getting together with friends and uh, yeah. cooking together and all that that's i mean that's one of my my and we're gonna be so much better things. at it after this yeah i know it's yes i, 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 have, to, I have to tell you guys i i did a, a sourdough drug deal so uh what so I, so <laughs> I, oh my god that's amazing that, that, got that some, really but you got some sourdough on your nose buddy you gotta sourdough. wait <laughs> so i um, I when I moved back here, a friend of my mom's um, was chatting with me, and she wanted to get some sourdough, and, and but she wasn't going outside anywhere, and she was really cautious and everything. And so I said, "Well, I'm happy to bring you some." And so, but she didn't want to meet, and so I said, "Well, uh, what, what can we do?" And she said, "Well, uh, here's my address. Um, why don't you put it in my mailbox, and when you put it in there, put the flag up, and then I'll come out and get it." And so I drove there, like 15 minutes away. <laughs> And I went to the mailbox, and inside the mailbox, she had made me a, a, a loaf of banana bread. So I took out I the banana it. bread, I put in the sourdough, put up the flag, and then drove away. Did you great. wear a monocle? <laughs> <laughs> you have a little little snuff on your nose. <laughs> you need like a Amazing. monocle and like yeah. a cigarette with one of those like adapters on the front, you know? Like, oh, but yeah, it seems like everyone's cooking or and eating different foods, and it's—I mean, it's—it's it's been kind of great this year seeing what everyone's creating. I've been doing a lot. I've been—I've gotten some master classes going on and been getting yeah. really good at some things. Yeah. What's What's your favorite to thing the that point where I'm like, don't even—I mean, I—I want to go out to eat because I'm tired of just the day-to-day cooking and cleaning. But yeah. Um. So, I'm what's your favorite dish you learned, Adam? Yeah. That's. Yeah, what's Beef your favorite thing, Adam? Oh, nice. Yum. That was a recent one. It was a Julia Child recipe. Julia Child. Um, when just... are you coming back down here? <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you, I've been doing short ribs. Like, I did them on the grill, on the barbecue outside. And then nice. I've done them in the stove. And we've done some roasts. And um, Sharon's not here right now. Uh, we did another slow-cooked meat. Um, but the beef bourguignon was by far yeah the best and you guys were smoking meat on the oh i've been barbecue. learning yeah, i've been learning i learned how to smoke meat i did some obviously yep. pork butts are pretty easy and then ribs of course and different nice what else i can cook I eggs know. guys potatoes <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> I, I, do you do you know any tur- uh, turkish meals Tico? oh yeah absolutely yeah oh there you go no yeah, no, I, I know I cook my thing, but I don't get into as much detail as you guys do. I think Chico. I mean, I love cooking. Don't get me wrong. It's not yeah. Turkish, but you know what we made last night? What? Falafel. Oh, you nice. did? Yeah. Oh. For the first time, you know, Sharon, but Sharon been... made the um the falafel mix. It was and then I, I oh, fried nice. some and we baked some and she made a garlic yogurt dip. Nice. Really strong and. A beautiful mint parsley. No, there was no parsley. Nice. Mint cilantro. I've been uh, doing falafel chico way, uh, which is <laughs> basically after I juice stuff, this started with, I think, uh, Ed experimenting with this first. After we would juice stuff, the pulp, 
not to yeah. throw it away. We, yeah. I mix it with lentils and stuff. So I make like uh, vegetarian meatballs and then yeah. the whole pita, inner pita with cabbages and uh, sauce and everything. And it's just absolutely mm. yummy. Oh, amazing. And yeah, then it's... you get to use the whole vegetable that you juiced, which is amazing too. Yeah, that's great. Wow. Yeah, just having yeah. that time. Another way to. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, just having that time to to put into it and to learn it, and it's been, and it's just so. What's so? It's just like tango. You know, I was saying before, I loved the teachers I had in the early yeah. days. They were teaching out of the box and very creative teachers. But then you teach, you study with teachers that are really about fundamentals and technique. And the same yeah. thing with cooking. Like all the stuff I'm cooking now, I already knew how to cook. But hmm. tweaking my technique has just exploded yeah. the flavors and Tastes. The quality. Yeah. It's just amazing. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it, it does just take more time. Like all these amazing things just take time. And and a lot of the a lot of time we don't make the time to do that. And uh, it's so rewarding at the end, though. It's hard to make the time. Can be. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's so many other things going on. and uh, Yeah, exactly. I, I, think, I think that's one of the, the best things. I mean, this year has had a lot of, you know, negative things happen, obviously, but um, there, I, I really appreciate and I really value the time that people have taken to, whether it's learn to cook or spend time with their family. And, and a lot of times it's not really because maybe they're not choosing to because, but they have to, but they are spending that time. And, and uh, I think it's so valuable and, and uh, especially with, with cooking and seeing people and having people like write me like how to make bread and that kind of thing or, or whatever. Mm. Um, and, uh, and I even did like a, a couple of cooking classes where I taught people how to make pasta. So we did like a pasta dinner on zoom and mm -hmm. like, people had like date nights and made pasta at home with uh, homemade nice. pasta and different sauces. And, but it's just seeing people to, take the time and, and learn more um, or even learn for the first time is, is so inspiring. And I think it's it is. Thing. It's like everybody's putting more time. It, it, it's craft, right? Yeah. All of this is craft and everybody's like spending more time getting into yeah. details of things. And I love that. Well, I want to come to your house, Adam, for dinner. It sounds amazing. Bring the pasta. All those things. Yeah, I'm happy I'll, to I'm, 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 guys, I'm, come to my place to cook it, okay? Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll provide the house. I want to I want to work on this uh, bolognese that Kenji Lopez Alt has. He's got a great. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but he does. He wrote the cookbook, The Food Lab, and it's brilliant. But he has a YouTube channel, yep. and yep, it's amazing. I've learned so many cool, quick things, but uh, the bolognese is the next one I want to work on. So you bring your pasta. Mm. Yeah. I'll bring the bolognese. Yeah. I'll, I'm happy to. <laughs> and I'll bring oh the God. plates. <laughs> you bring the plates and and, and wine eggs. and eggs. Babish <laughs> is another one. Yeah, Nate. Binging with Babish and actually Kenji and Babish are buddies. Like they they collaborate a lot. We just had a com comment about yeah. Babish. Babish is his name. No, it's a great YouTube Babish channel that I learned to make a amazing uh, reduction sauce through, actually. Oh. oh, cool. Which I made for you, Chico. What's it called again? Yes. 
basically you take what's it called all the leftover stuff when you make like a roast like the broth and the wine and all this stuff and you just filter it you're you you know you run it through a colander and then you just cook it down for like a half an hour you boil it and then until it becomes an amazing uh, reduction so stemming glaze oh wow oh, fuck dude it's like amazing it sounds, sounds all right so guys i am usually never hungry during this show and i did an hour of horton dance class right before and oh, i am starving because oh, i man. ate i because i thought usually I, I eat around 4 4 30 the first meal i'll last till 11 12 now you guys are killing well, that's me. perfect my body is sore let, as hell before we let travis go <laughs> And I'm going to ask Maria Elena <laughs> this question when she comes in. But yeah. there's one food I think I've had in my kitchen almost every day since COVID. And it's been avocados. Mm. I yeah. love avocados. It's not the one food. If somebody yeah. said, like, what's if there's only one food you could eat forever, what would it be? Obviously, it wouldn't be avocados because you can't really do much with yeah. avocados. But it's one yeah. food I have all the time. And mm. I never get tired of. So I'm curious. Yeah. Not what's one food you would oh if you could only eat one food forever, blah blah blah. But what is one food that you've consistently mm. had around more now than ever? Oh man. Uh, parsley was, and av cucumbers is, for me, I think. Parsley and cucumbers? Mm. Yeah. And avocado I always have to. Those like yeah. I never like running out of those but i think not because of this time it's always the case mm. and when i run out of cucumbers i get really antsy because i can't always find the cucumbers i like mm -hmm. so yeah. it took two weeks this time to store to bring the ones that i like yeah, yeah so what is it for you travis avocados? Uh, avocados is one too yeah um and i'm always i always have oranges and bananas around um and I mean, almost all the time, actually, I have some kind of bread or something that, that I make. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I have. Jeez. During the season, it's also pomegranates for me. There's always a pomegranate. Pomegranates. Oh, yes. nice. In the house. I, I would say, actually, I, eat, I, use, I use eggs a lot, yeah. especially right now, because my cousin... Um, she has a, a little farm with chickens and goats and so we have endless free eggs all the time and so oh, i've been nice. using eggs all the time and they're beautiful i should send a picture to you guys they're like brown and blue and gray cool. and they're, they're the most the most beautiful <laughs> eggs uh i'll send mm. a picture of, of them to you okay um so I, I would have to say eggs i think i have them for breakfast and sometimes i'll i'll, I'll make a dessert with them or um, yeah a lot of eggs going on here breakfast Sharon for dinner is Yes, for dinner same is the best. here. So much with eggs, <laughs> especially desserts. Yeah. Uh, everyday yeah, eggs desserts. for me, for sure. Yeah. Sharon yeah. made some yeah. custards what, what the other night. What desserts have you made, Adam? It's amazing. Oh, custard? Mm. No, what's, what is it, Sharon? The, 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 you put the sugar on and then you get the blowtorch out and you cook it down. Creme, creme brulee. Creme brulee. Yeah, she, yeah. she makes those. She makes a chocolate. She uh, had made coffee creme yeah, brulee that's once. Another one. I remember and, that uh, was amazing. chocolate... Not a mousse. She makes this other thing with egg whites. Like a I'm, souffle? I'm, yeah, I'm just fucking spoiled. The one oh, that you brought soufflé. was I'm like chocolate mm. mousse, but that's really the one. Dense. Yeah, pot de creme. Yeah, that's the one I brought. Oh, nice. Yeah. Mm. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. So. yeah. I, okay, I guys, I'm starting okay, to hate yeah, yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll we'll um. I have 
Next time we talk, we should talk soon, Travis. I got more questions for you. Yeah, yeah. Wanted, I wanted to get into Man Tribe a little bit. Um, yeah, but we yeah we just had it this Monday, so it's uh, yeah. There's a lot to chat about that as well. Well, let's have you back, or just call in sometime and let us know what's what's what you're up to. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm happy to. And uh, thanks, thanks for having this. Uh, thanks for your really, time really and being with us. Yeah, man. Yeah, my pleasure. I'm happy to be here, and uh, I look forward to seeing you soon. You too. Same here. Been a joy to work with you. Yeah. And to be friends yeah. with you and and to dance with you. Yeah, all the all the. I remember things. when I had a, uh, that root canal, and we had dinner at your apartment that one day. <laughs> Oh my god! Holy shit! Oh my gosh! <laughs> that was the worst. I got a really bogus root canal. Oh my gosh! And uh, I couldn't use my yeah. my right side of my mouth for three days, and we had to go to Buffalo and teach workshops. And all I could do was drink soup and oh like my fucking power shakes. And Travis right, made me right. all this soup in his kitchen, um, and I was like oh. faintish the whole weekend because we're trying to teach and perform yeah. and work and. Oh man, uh, and I could. You were a diehard. That, that was so too. bad. Oh, holy they shit! They just fucked that up so bad. I remember feeling so I bad for you. I, was like, oh, man, I know, my dude. And honestly, oh. you, you didn't even look like. I mean, you looked a little bit like you were in pain sometimes, but most of the time you're just like going through like like life is normal. I couldn't yeah. put the it's top crazy. of my the top molars. If my teeth, I don't know how to say this in English or any language, but if the top. Teeth touched the bottom <laughs> teeth, even like brushed a point upon them. You I felt, felt this it. jolt because she yeah. didn't get the oh. nerves out. I went to NYU oh. Dental School man. and they just, I don't know, man. Oh it was the worst weekend pain. Physically. Physically. <laughs> physically pain. Yeah. <laughs> I just forgot about eating. Thank you, Adam. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also had diarrhea that week. Thanks for helping me with Matt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes, please, diarrhea. yes, please. I'm going to forget let's, all about eating. Let's, let's talk about that <laughs> for a minute. <laughs> Why not? All right. I want to... Um, <laughs> okay, guys. I'm going to play my favorite vols. On the subject of vols, I'm nice. going to play my favorite vols to say adios awesome. to Travis and, and hello to Maria. And welcome, Maria Elena. Yeah, all right. Welcome, Maria. All right. I hope you enjoy it. All right, thanks, guys. And thanks again, Travis. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks, guys. Well, stubborn balls. We can't hear it. It's not playing. <laughs> so, Chico, how are you? <laughs> well, oh, you know we why? have Max... Because yeah. this thing, hold on, let me, uh, because this Podbean doesn't play MP4s, it only plays MP3s, and I think I have it also as an MP3. I see. Let's see. Yes, I do. Um, Maria Elena, if you want, you can call in. Yes, but if you speak, we'll hang up on you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we can speak over the walls, come on. Yes. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Let's dance, Maria Elena. Let's dance. I'm ready. Let's exchange roles. Yes. Half of the song. Are you tap dancing? She's clapping or something. 
I actually have another song. I, I picked a song. <laughs> Whoa, what happened? He ruined our dance. That's what oh, happened. Oh, my goodness. No, I picked, we'll have to uh, again. This DJ. I picked a song <laughs> specifically for Maria Elena's intro. Would you like to hear it? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> of the song is Porque te amo. I know, oh, I know, know that okay. song oh, I have it on, because I have it in one of the, my cortinas. I had it. Oh. When I started to play it, when a DJ and I played this song, people started to dance like, like salsa, like it was salsa, you know? <laughs> and, then, and then it was kind of hard to, you know, just to shut it down and people were Oh, more, more, more. <laughs> Such a happy song. How are you guys? Doing okay. Good. It's so nice to hear your voices. Yours too. How Me are too. you? And you know Travis, right? Of course. I know Hello. Travis. Okay. Hey, Travis. Hello. Can you hear Hello. me? Hello. Yes. Yes. Do you hear uh, Yes. How are you? I missed you. Yeah. I missed you too. I was uh, <laughs> listening to... Um, uh, Chico saying he, she missed uh, dancing with you and I was thinking I remember yeah. when I went to Buffalo and yeah. we, we were all eating also and, and having that <laughs> small gathering yeah <laughs> it was so beautiful it yeah. was very cold but it was so beautiful yeah. that's all my memories of cold, Buffalo yeah, it was, yeah it's always, <laughs> it's always <laughs> Always cold and, and I've, food, and uh, I've so only been there in July. <laughs> You've only been there. I've what? only been there in July. I've only no, been there in winter. <laughs> but I remember um, <laughs> Travis took us to Niagara Falls, and yeah. oh my god, it was freezing. They they falls freezing. were not frozen, but everything else was, yeah, including <laughs> us. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, even when I went to do the Erie Canal project there for the exhibition, it was winter time while we went, so I never really experienced Buffalo in a winter. Buffalo has a bar. That's all. Many bars. Uh, yeah, that's true. But they have one bar. <laughs> that's all about president. I heard about that bar. That's, that's the what, president bar. Adam? Oh, the pre yeah, yeah. Um, uh, shoot. Um, the, oh man, yeah, I know. Did you go there? You, you or somebody knew that, that I'm yeah. really into presidential history, so we went. Oh yeah, because they had trivia. They had trivia. I right? think so, and I, I yeah, yeah. But the, everything in the bar is presidential themed, but like old school. Yeah. Yep. Old school, mm -hmm. big time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah that was funny. That was awesome. And that was when I remember Chico and uh, were you with Juanita, Chico? You guys jumped in somebody else's car by mistake. Oh my god! <laughs> I was with Juanita and maybe one of the girls, but maybe Melissa. Mm -hmm. And Melissa, uh, yeah. 
I don't know, but we got out of we were running uh, late for the Travis's house, and we're trying to get to the Milonga, and somebody was gonna come pick us up. So we could see this car parked across the street, and someone sitting in the front seat. So I like open the door, get in the back seat. Juanita jumps in, the, and then. Like, it was the wrong car. It was someone else's car, and they are like scared shitless. And we're like, "Oh, you're not so and so." And they, they were like, "Look, motherfucker, you're driving us to this place." And then the person was like, "Okay, Hello. don't kill me." Welcome, welcome to the world of tango. Oh my god! Hola, stratos. Hola, chico. Hola, stratos. Hola. Oh, so good to hear your voice, So good too. to hear you guys. Uh, we were uh, having all this um, super uh, complicated uh, sound check with Zoom and Max. Um, oh, for your concert tomorrow. Yeah, I'm just still learning about this How many things can go wrong with our Zoom concert? You went far, far away from us right now. We can hardly hear you. Yeah. Oh, that, that's better. Oh, okay, go. okay, okay. For some don't, reason, don't walk away from your phone. For some reason, my microphone does not connect to my headphones, and I have to speak through the cell phone microphone. Oh, I see. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But some of the Bluetooths actually do that—that that you get quieter as you walk farther away from your phone. From all yes. the sound oh. checks I had. So if you're using a Bluetooth set, that might. You may not be using the mic of the phone, but it just as you walk away, I get see. Quieter. Yeah. So many weird things. I hope this so is over soon. So many things we've learned during these sound checks. We never had this problem when we're at Tango Cafe. No. Say, oh, I can hear you. You are mute. You know. And <laughs> 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 just uh, walking away from the place where the. Uh, the concert will happen. It's basically in my new office. We have uh, some uh, music room. So um, Jeremy Chan, who is a pianist, um, classical pianist, has collaborated with Max in the past, and he's excellent tango also pianist. He's going to come over and uh, perform with me because it was complicated to perform by myself three songs. I see. So I'll have, uh, I'm, you know, honored to have accompaniment in this COVID era. That's amazing. Where are you, so, uh, Stratos? It's a New York City. Uh-huh. So, Tell us about this concert. How do we oh, find so information it is, on it? How yeah, so actually, Maxfield from uh, DC, the cellist, he's mm -hmm. organizing uh, four, um, four consequent Thursdays, uh, four concerts with different theme every, every Thursday. Uh -huh. And uh, so tomorrow, which is, um, I think, the, the third Thursday uh, that he been, has been doing that is uh, the low voices of tango. So instruments like contra, uh, double bass, cello, viola, nice. uh, baritone. Uh, we are doing something small, each of us. And, um, so that's 8 p.m. tomorrow, right? 8 p.m., yes, Eastern start time. at 8. Correct. And can um, you, after you hang up, post the info on the text here so, and we can yes, share yes. that later too? Absolutely, I can do that. So That's amazing. Also, Pablo Lanuyer, <laughs> um, he's presenting and um, 
unpublished song that Raul Jaurena had uh, composed for Pablo. Oh, wow. And I think it's, it's a solo double bass. So he's going to present it for the first time tomorrow. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Everybody, 8 p.m. tomorrow, Zoom. And is yes. this going to be live on uh, YouTube, Facebook, Zoom? So that's going to be Zoom. Forward. That's going to be Zoom. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be Zoom. It's, he's calling it the low voices of tango. So but there is an event on Facebook that's easy to find, and if you right, can, right. reach out yeah. to us, we'll direct you. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, thank you guys for uh, announcing this, and of course, looking forward to connect with you in real life. Um, yes, I can't someday. wait. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for dropping in to share. Of with course, us. good to we hear you guys. We know your crazy sound checks. I know, I know. We had been missing some uh, some stuff, so I had to run home, bring it back. It was a little bit uh, complicated. That's why. I can hear uh, your running. Yeah, you voice. sound very cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I have a, the double mask, as CDC recommends now. So. I have yes. to speak uh, over a double mask and wow. while walking in uh, 20 degrees Fahrenheit, minus five <laughs> Celsius. <laughs> Go home. Yeah. What are you doing calling us? I'm going actually to meet a friend and have a drink with him. Oh, I'm, I'm not jealous. jealous. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I know. Jealous. I'm not jealous. I'm a little jealous. <laughs> oh, I'm a little jealous too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thank you, Stratos. Yeah, guys, good to hear you. You too. I'll talk to you soon. Besos. Besos. Ciao, queridos. Ciao, ciao. Adam, the official theme song. Are we ready? The official theme song. Five questions. Five questions. Five questions. Five questions. All right, it's officially I five it. questions time, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> Maria Elena. Arriba. 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 Maria Elena Ibarra. Oh, my Lost God. Arriba. Ibarra. Arriba. 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 Hello, Marcelo. Hello, Marcelito. Marcelo is outside. Hello, Marcelo. <laughs> Adam, time Mar to shoot Marcelo. Oh, hello, man. Can't hear you. <laughs> we can't hear you. You're breaking up. No, I'm my better now. Here, right? I think it's better now. Yeah, keep the tinfoil yes. over your head. Well, if you're on the... If you're on the street, keep it quiet, because you know what will happen otherwise. No, I'm working with a mute button, so I, uh, when I will have something really important to say, I will just jump in. <laughs> okay. We've trained him. We've trained him. 
So the first time he called, he was doing exercises and talking about that same time. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, I just came. So many. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just came up from jazz lessons, so I'm really pumped up. I'm like, yes, one, two, three, four, five, six, <laughs> seven, eight. Oh, oh yeah. up, jump, up, down. Yeah. I am on fire. I understand that feeling after the swing class. Maria Elena. I know. Swing or jazz. Yes. What have you been up to? I've been unemployed, but very, very busy. <laughs> that means no money, but been draining my savings, literally. Hello. I've been taking... Um, a lot of lessons, a lot of classes, flamenco classes. Hmm. Yep. And how do your neighbors um, feel about that below you? <laughs> One of them called the superintendent already. Hmm. Would have been that but uh, I got. Would have been me. <laughs> no, no. But listen, I I got this floor that is um, it's a practice pad, so it sucks because when you use it, you can't really train your ears. You know, flamenco, it's really important that you hear the sounds that you're making, like tap, I guess. Never done tap, but in flamenco, it's very important that you hear what you're doing if you're doing, you know, tagada, tagada, ta, or you're doing tagada, 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 you know, or ta, 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 tagada. It's very important that you hear and you do every single of those sounds you create all of these sounds because it's important to connect with the music. Um, so I did get this pad and I didn't, I didn't hear another complaint. So I hope it's working. Um, <laughs> hopefully. During, hopefully during the, the daytime, I like at noon, noonish, uh, or until up until 5 PM, I practice on the, on, on a real board. So I don't lose that. Um, um, you know, hear him training. Um, so what other dances do so you dance? I dance a little bit of... Tango, um, a little bit of tango. Sweet, sweet. A little bit, <laughs> a little of, bit tango. of tango. A little bit of tango, a little bit of swing. Um, uh, chacarera. I used to dance all of the, uh, the Argentine folk uh, dances when I was a child. But then, you know, when you stop doing them, you forget them. Um, and so then, you were a folk dancer before anything else, were you? That's right. That's okay. right, yes. Um, and then I, I do a little bit of ballet here and there, not, not too much, especially during the pandemic because I got so busy. You know, flamenco is a very difficult um, uh, discipline. Uh, so I just got really, really busy with flamenco. I'm trying to go back to playing some piano as well. And that takes a lot of my time as well. A lot of effort, I would say. Um, and also I'm studying Italian, French. Nice. <laughs> so I'm really busy. That's <laughs> Cooking good. like everybody yeah. else. <laughs> yeah. So are you, no, do you it's have great like to uh, hear uh, we, we keep busy. Sorry, Chico? Yeah, I think it's, it's psychologically uh, positive to just keep yourself busy. And I learn. Very yeah, learn. And 
I think in the arts, especially um, what we do, it's very important to learn from other disciplines as well. Yes. And at the same time, I think uh, things, other disciplines may come easier for us because, you know, we're you guys and, and I have been dancing for a little bit already. So it makes you appreciate other uh, disciplines as well. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. I took my first Horton class online tonight from Which Alvin class? Ailey. Horton Technique. Oh, wow. From Alvin oh, Ailey. Good for you. And I was like, this is the beginner class. <laughs> we teach like, uh, I don't know what could be five levels before beginner. That's how our tango classes would be. Like I would have to be doing the same class at least a year, I think, every week to feel like I fit into that beginner class. Um, it was intense. That's, that's the same way I, I felt and I feel sometimes when I jump um, into a more advanced class in flamenco, I feel like, wait a minute, what, what was that? I feel really, you know, lost and it's like beginners or maybe advanced beginner. I'm like, there's no way that in tango we're teaching, you know, true true intermediate. (laughs) Yeah. What we call an intermediate for a flamenco dancer would be super duper basic. (laughs) Yeah, I guess a lot of dances start like this remember adam we used to go to cecilia garcia's classes that like you'd we'd feel so lost at the beginning i don't know what she used to call those classes but not tango classes and yeah but and, the big but difference if you did them regularly the then you learn the big difference is that all of these classes you're speaking about you're solo mm-hmm. yes so it doesn't matter that's right if you hurt yourself <laughs> oh come on you can't be just like going it matters i'm hurting you right can't, now yeah, exactly so <laughs> you go into a beginner class with a partner and you're throwing all this material and you injure one another that's, true. that's a very different thing very good point oh. adam no 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 of course it's it, it's it's different when you do um you know, especially tango is very communication uh, a, based. A, yeah, communication based, but also we depend on the other person pretty much knowing how to deal with their own axes or we hope <laughs> dealing with their own balance, you know, having the ability to, you know, to be. Uh, graceful in a way we count on that but that doesn't always happen Mm -hmm. it like adam says you know sometimes i don't know there are moments in tango that either because we overestimate uh, our own capacity or we think that our partner may we overestimate our partner and we can hurt the other person. Mm-hmm. Uh, me as a leader, sometimes I feel that I'm putting so much power into leading because 
I don't know, I had a dance with a follower and I thought, oh, oh, she's great or he's great. And then <laughs> trying to do super complicated things, you know, unnecessary, mm. unnecessarily com complicated things. And I put too much maybe power or tension in the embrace or try to block some movements. And that actually can, sometimes can hurt the and other it person. also is like it's a lot of pressure for you, right? Besides like the physical aspect of it, this mentally extra pressure too. Uh, Adding that. I, I don't know about that. I think in general, I think people, especially, um, especially some, some, some women who are taller or some men who are bigger than me, they would, probably think that I'm I'm not you know they they want to be careful on how to you know embrace me have to mm. put the where and how to, to to get close to me or, or put the weight on on me or not they're very doubtful I see this mm. a lot yeah uh, but I think it's um, it may be also a uh, a societal contraction, you know, like oh, a tiny woman. Oh, yeah, I, I, I should be, I should be very careful because yeah. she's tiny, <laughs> and I, I usually get, get that a lot too. Like oh yeah, absolutely. Not, not not trusting. Yeah, absolutely. Size and being a woman. Yeah, and I don't think it has to do with 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 the size of. Because also there are very tiny men who, who uh, you know, get immediate trust from followers. Exactly. But I think it's because they are just men and we are women sometimes. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, yes. we get these, these, um, these misconceptions that we may be uh, weak or feeble or not enough not having enough of strength to lead. And do you feel that more with, I'm glad, I'm so excited. This is such a nice subject <laughs> to get into right away. <laughs> uh, do you feel that mainly from people that are bigger than you? Like if you invite followers that are around your size or petite, like, do you feel the same similar reaction sometimes? I usually get this from women, actually. Um, it doesn't matter what what their size is, but I, yeah. I do get this uh, this feeling that um, they don't tr trust me. I would say I got a lot of, you know, going to practice uh, practicas and inviting just uh, random people who I've never danced with, uh, random women. Mm -hmm. uh, they will look at me and. Pre reluctantly accept to dance with me yeah no, <laughs> and they I... would and then they would say oh invite me to dance whenever you want you know <laughs> if they like me <laughs> but it is uh yeah that that is a theme actually that is yeah a, no i've experienced an the, issue. that a lot as a leader um Definitely, and all the the reluctance and them not wanting, too. but then also trying to be polite. <laughs> no, you don't. Tell you what? No, you don't. Being a skinny redhead. What? Who's white? 
Oh, well, yeah. You're not selling tango there. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you may be right. If you go to Buenos Aires, forget it. Oh, I've been many times. <laughs> you gotta no, you but you gotta be morocho <laughs> to get dances in Buenos Aires. <laughs> I have a friend. Indeed, is... that is a point. Yes, you see. The Latin, the Latin, uh, the Latin flavor, you know. It's like I mean, a little, a little roasted, a little, you know, um, I don't know how to explain it, but it's, 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 well, it is the chili. There it is. Well, you know, <laughs> Maria Elena, you've lived in the United States for a long time. Marcelo, <laughs> you've been here many, many times. You can be, you can be a guy who speaks Spanish, who has dark hair, and people are going to think you're a better tango dancer than Travis, because he's white and from New York State, or me. <laughs> just because that's, people are fucking racist. I mean, this is not, I don't know if racist is the right word, but it's just the way it is. And a woman leader. We call, I call it, I call it statistics. And a woman leader is the same thing. <laughs> you call it statistics? Yeah. Yes. A female leader is going to have the same bias. And then after yeah. I dance with yeah. somebody, they're like, oh, my God, why didn't you ever ask me to dance? And I'm like, I've had so many experiences where I've been in Buenos Aires for a month. And after a month of trying to get somebody to dance with me, they finally say yes. And then we dance and they say, oh, that was really great. When are you leaving? How long have you been in town? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm leaving in three days. What? But you, we never danced. And I don't say, look, motherfucker, I've been trying to fucking hit your eye for four weeks. No. It took four it's weeks true. for them to hear the word that I'm the guy from New York that, oh, yeah, he's friends with so-and-so, he's friends with so-and-so, he's cool, he's all right. It's the same it's shit. True. Yeah, it, it's, it's true, true, actually. It's true. I have a friend who is uh, Argentine, but he's super... He's whiter than you, Adam. So imagine he doesn't have red yeah, hair, hang out with him but he's <laughs> he's so white. He's super white. Even his his eyebrows are you know white. Oh, me too. So he he hate. He says I hate these women who come here to Argentina to dance tango, and I invite them to dance. I I I've been trying to get them to dance with me. And you know why they don't they don't they don't cabeceo back at me? Because I think white. I'm Adam Hoopengarter. <laughs> they think they, they they think I'm European. <laughs> and he actually is a very good dancer. He's a very good dancer. Uh, so yes, bias exists um, with uh, regards to women leading, to you know not the the stereotype of the Latin or Argentine morocho uh, great dancer, although there are. Many oh, are you talking to me? Morocho. Sorry. <laughs> of course. Of course, there are a lot of morochos Argentine who are really bad dancers, and nobody. Now we're know, talking to you, Marcelo. <laughs> Good one, Adam. Uh, when sorry? he's muted. Yeah, what? <laughs> no. I think that the call for other people, not me. So, um, yeah, that's that's bias. Absolutely. Absolutely.
we would be so much better without these those things you know but at the same time we also can be um biased and uh have our you know uh, prejudices and sure. uh, um overanalyze things like i i would totally probably i don't know this is ridiculous but i would probably i wouldn't be doing dancing it. with you adam <laughs> consciously <laughs> but if there is a choice of yeah. you know to to people uh, close to each other to men sitting next to each other i would probably look at the person who i relate to the mm -hmm. most because i'm also latina and that person even if he's turkish he's probably darker skin you know mm. we're so full of prejudices and why that turkey why should i think that turkish would look like an argentine because i'm i'm pretty sure that there are blonde turkish as, as, as well mm -hmm. you know yeah so we i think we all fall into sometimes this type of prejudices and i think it's good to like pay attention to that in ourselves so that absolutely you know, what we are experiencing is as leaders um, absolutely let others have to experience it yeah well this, this reminds me yeah. of what we were just touching on with travis before about kind of what attracted us to tango and it was experiencing mm -hmm. people in a way that we weren't conditioned to do so just by physically mm -hmm. touching them and moving with them, dancing with them. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. and that's a beautiful thing, but with everything, there's always ego and ignorance and bias and, and any art form as well. And, and so, you know, one time, one time somebody Absolutely. said, uh, I went to Argentina and I was so surprised to see how many more good dancers were there were, but yet how many more bad dancers there were and how many more. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and the person said, um, it's like a reflection of my community for every one good dancer. There's five bad dancers and there's mm -hmm. three people that don't even know what the hell's going on. And there's no Ronda. I mean, that's all, that's a myth. Um, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's just a bigger pool. Just a larger pool, but the same same exact species inside of it. <laughs> we don't call it Ronda here. We call it entropy. It's a special way of order chaos. <laughs> Marcelo, I want you to know that I can hear I love Karen that laughing. He comes with, I love that. that he comes with like a street noise in the background too, and like we call that throws that in here. Sorry, Travis. You call that what? Can you hear the the, 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 the police station close by? Dude, dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can what hear. What do you say, Travis? What do you call that, Travis? Oh, I, I, just, I just said here in, in cow country, we call that herding. Which is the same thing. <laughs> I, I wanted to share a quick story. I, when I was in Argentina, um, just something about uh, prejudice. Um, yeah. Can you hear me still? Yep. Yep. Um, so I was dancing, I, I, I cabeceoed a, a woman and, um, she looked maybe Argentine, but I wasn't sure. And we didn't talk at all and, until after our first dance and we danced and it was great. 
And, uh, and then she spoke to me in Spanish and I didn't know Spanish well. So I spoke in English and she stepped back like shocked. And I guess she thought because I had, you know, I had, you know, a beard and, you know, pretty big, uh, tall hair at the time. She maybe thought I was Argentine and she was so shocked when I was American and almost to the point where she didn't want to dance with me anymore. Wow. <laughs> I was just like, I really felt after that, like her energy completely changed and I felt mm-hmm. so judged because she was expecting something else. Wow. You were her white knight, wow. man. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's amazing Sorry, that I, we I all experienced I, this I feeling, right? You were the you yeah. were probably One like way or another. That was probably like an author from Italy who was looking to meet her <laughs> um her white knight in Argentina. Her, her and then she met a guy from Buffalo and she was like, Fuck, I don't want to write a chapter about this. <laughs> she was so disappointed. She never became a, an author after that. That's so bad, though. It's like it was. I, I felt guess. it felt horrible. It felt oh horrible. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, you feel the body language, right? Like when yeah. I ask someone to dance and they accept, maybe they are really wanting to dance with me and support me as a leader, but then <laughs> when they go in the embrace. They give me nothing because they're so scared to give me something because I'm little. That's exactly what I feel. And, and then you're like, okay, now you're in this embrace that is extremely tentative. Uh, so they don't have to like show it in the action before, but during the dance, like it's very clear that uh, they're not comfortable dancing with someone small and female and all yeah. that. And <clears throat> like after the first dance, maybe they start getting into it realize, if they realize like you're grounded and then they're like, oh, you really feel grounded and this and that. And then little by little, I don't know, I'm sure you feel this too, Maria Elena. Like they mm-hmm. start to ease their way into the dance, but yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> I feel that um, I I really love leading, and lately I have I have preferred actually to lead more than follow. But I <clears throat> for me it's a, an incredible experience as a, as a, to be a leader because it it's I don't know maybe I'm just uh, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm not I'm wrong about this, but I think that the leader always needs to gain the trust of, of the follower. Mm. And it's not so much the other way around. But you know what's funny? Um, Going mm-hmm. back to the, the dynamics of men and women, mm-hmm. as a male who follows, sometimes, when I follow a man, mm-hmm. they're <clears throat> just like, okay, whatever. And when I follow women, they're like, you're big, you're heavy, you don't move, you suck, you're fucking fat, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, this is why women don't lead. Because if a man ever spoke to a woman like that, he'd never get a drink. <laughs> no woman that's ever feeling like shit. Honestly, they don't try to they don't try to change up their game. They're not like men. They're like, oh, okay, that's not working. Okay, no. They're like, 
your core is not engaged. Oh, your right hand doesn't work. Oh, you know, you're so heavy. Why don't you move? It's like, hmm. yeah, you, you, but you know what I mean? It's because this is fucking sorry. lead. <laughs> no, I understand. Well, I, I, may, may I say something here? What I notice is that this is the. They are. The, can now, now better. Yes. No, because I feel that this is something that the ladies they they are used to hear all the time when they teach in tango. Oh, engage your core. Oh no, move up. You are so heavy. Oh, you this that that. So when they they are want to keep give feedback, this is they are repeating what they been told, and it's not really a fair generally men they don't, they don't receive so much criticism as, as ladies this is something i can totally uh, see and i'm i've been witness of that treatment it's like in the workplace the same when a, when a lady says something we'll have more criticism uh, for the males that a male says something stupid um, maybe um what i experienced when um, when I uh, when I have led uh, men is that they um, they immediately become want to become super uh, you know gooey hmm. and super soft hmm. and I think also it may be uh, part of what we were talking about earlier Chico that our you know our size our being uh, women, mm -hmm. perhaps uh, unconsciously or not, uh, may make uh, men think that they have to be soft, super mm -hmm. soft. You know what I'm saying? Super soft and super gentle. And I, yeah. you don't always need that from a yeah. father. I actually like don't want a good, that. good tone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't get that often from male followers. Most of the time, my problem with uh, male followers that come and ask me to dance if they see me leading is that they don't actually stop talking. Like, not talking verbally, but they're still leading. They think they're following, but they're actually leading. So they're not listening before. Uh, proposing anything so then they like they just want they just want to play but it goes back to they're not trying to see who I am as a dancer and what I'm offering before what they before they offer what they're offering and that feels to me like they took over before giving me a chance mm-hmm um, mm -hmm. And then that I feel too. like I'm trying to constantly working on getting their attention or playing with, I, I don't want to have that game. So then I play with what they're doing. Well, I think it's interesting because for, for those of us having this conversation and, and engaging through the chat, like we are used to our quote unquote roles, right? So mm -hmm. you're a follower, I'm a leader, let's say. Inherently, You've used you're used to be dancing in one way. So if you're a follower who's been dancing for 15 years as one way, and you're going to start leading, mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. got to be challenging to 
fundamentally take charge of everything, right? Mm -hmm. Because you have not been experiencing that for so long. And as a leader who's been dancing one way for so long, and it probably took, and for both roles, probably took a long time to to surrender, as Jackie says, if you're a follower to an extent. Mm -hmm. I don't choose to use surrender so much, but I get what she means. And to take control mm -hmm. as a leader, that takes a long time. So then to flip those roles completely, you know, after you've been conditioned to do one thing for so long, it's very mm -hmm. challenging. Well, of course, but my experience is more than like, I think uh, it is challenging, but if you're in it to respect the other role you're taking on. I don't on, think there's any disrespect. That, uh, no, I think, uh, well, maybe on, not consciously, but when I find that I've started dancing with someone and that what they want to do to the music is way more important than communicating what they want to do to me as followers, especially like if I'm in the leader role, then it is not, they're not in it to dance that with me, it feels. Uh, like that's what I experience a lot. I, I would say at least like 50, 60% of the guys that I da dance with who will say like, I want to follow, lead me. And then right. they're and not that's why I'm trying to say you. They're not used to following. They've been leading for 10 to 15 years. Mm -hmm. so they have their, to their voice is switch. to be engaged in that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I listen. yeah I agree with you, Adam. Yeah. Um, it's it to me it's really interesting what mm -hmm. uh, knowing to dance <laughs> both roles can do to your own persona about mm -hmm. learning about other people. You know about mm -hmm. how to you really need to communicate with the other person in a very different way. Uh, if you're doing your leader's role or you're doing your follower's mm -hmm. role, it's it's so interesting uh, to me and psychologically, emotionally mm -hmm. engaging in so many different ways. Yeah, it's like a muscle memory. Exactly. And so if your muscle yeah, memory exactly. is yeah. trained to respond in one way, like Maria Elena, I've seen you perform as a leader in a suit and like powerhouse and... So you've been doing this for a while. And Chico, you've been leading for a long time. I don't follow much. So a lot of the guys that run up to you on the dance floor and say, hey, lead me, they're not followers. <laughs> they're people that are curious no, they're about not. what That's, the fuck it's yeah. like to dance with right. Chico or Maria Elena as a leader. So to say, like, they don't dance they're not dancing you. with me, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I asked this beginner to dance, and she cannot engage me. What I'm saying is it's, it's, there's another <laughs> Oh, we lost. Oops. Hello. Are you there? Adam? Yeah, yeah. There, no, yes, I'm saying there's a place where you're, as a leader, you have to give a lot of leeway and respect and um, forgiveness to the follower for no, not being exactly what you want them to be. They're not dancing with me the way I want them to dance. Like that sounds, if you were a man <laughs> saying that right now, you'd be the biggest asshole in the world. <laughs> well, I'm not saying I want them to dance with me the way I want them to dance. 
I'm just saying, of course, I dance with them the, the way they are dancing at that point. I adapt and I accept, but it's from the level of how or for how long they've been dancing, it feels like the feeling I get is not what you're talking about. I feel they know better, but, um, and it's not muscle memory taking over or any of that. I feel they're bored because they're able to do more than I am able to do in that role that they tend to take over. Maybe they do it consciously, unconsciously, doesn't matter, but it happens a lot. And I don't think it's about, I don't know, I don't feel like it's about muscle memory, but maybe you're right, I'll think about that. I mean, I remember as a beginner I leader, hear them dancing later, with a like lot of... saying, "Oh, I'm sorry. Like, I just wanted to." But you're blaming men, like... and all I'm saying is, as a beginner leader, every woman I danced with that was any decent danced circles around me because they were fucking bored, <laughs> and that's okay. That's because I was boring. That's fine. Yeah, I know I'm boring. I'm not saying you're boring. I'm just saying. No, no, no. But I mean, I can understand that psychology. It's just, um, anyway, I'm hearing you. It's very interesting, actually. Uh, um, well, we have a guest yeah. on the show. Maria Elena. Yes, I know. And this is such a cool conversation. I like, I like how you acknowledge my presence. Thank you. So <laughs> So, Maria Elena, do you feel like, to me, it's also, it feels like it's a state of mind, like besides muscle memory that, uh, and I don't know, like, do you switch roles? I see that when you go out, maybe towards the end of the night that you'll go back into following, but mm -hmm. I, I don't know if you ever do like back and forth through the night. To me, it feels so difficult to do that. But I'm not as experienced a leader as you are, so I'm curious, like, how you deal with that. I I do, and I love doing that. Actually, um, I have I have done a lot of those things, a lot of the you know um, role changing with uh, with Philly. Uh, oh when, yes, at the uh, pretty much at the end of the milonga, but I I. I, the fascinating thing for me is that once you get to this uh, moment in your leading following, uh, you know, career or experience, that you can, you just, your brain just goes there. Yeah. You know? And and in a way, it's like Adam was saying, is it's part of muscle memory because mm -hmm. you you've been leading for a while you've been doing such and such movement for so many times and you've been following for so many years and doing you know uh, forever the same movements or different movements and you then you put your your own style in it and etc cetera, etc cetera. and then when when you change uh when you're dancing with someone like for instance philly or other follow leads you just go into this uh, yeah, mode. but and I didn't mean exchange in the middle of the dance. 
Mm-hmm. You know, that means like when you start the night as a leader, you went there, you dance one tanda as a leader, and then you switch back to dancing as a follower, and then you switch back to leading. Like, do you do that or you hold on to the role for a certain amount of time? Was what I had meant. Sorry. No, I dance uh, with whoever, uh, you know, I have the chance to dance with. It, I don't know. I, I may start as a leader, but then so that's I go, simple for I you. follow, and then I go back to leading, and then... Interesting. It's great. The, the thing is, like, for me, for instance, I love following on high heels, but I cannot lead on high heels. I have to mm. be comfortable and stable and grounded. Mm-hmm. Also, because it's it's a matter for me. It's a matter of respect to the other person. I cannot be losing my my balance because yeah. I want to be pretty <laughs> wearing. And also, it's it's for me. It doesn't make any sense to to put your own body in such a uh, dire, uh, you know, uh, extreme to be dancing on high. Why would you do yeah, that to your yeah, own yeah, spine when you have to? Be leading, you know. I prefer to be leading on, on, on leaders' Slots, shoes. Yeah, yeah. So I, I really depends whoever is in the milonga. Sometimes I even explore and dance with people I've never danced with most of the time. Anyways, <laughs> but um, yeah. Well, that's great to hear because for me, I still feel like there is a times where if I'm in that one state of mind of a role, it's harder for me to switch back. And if I switch back to following, it could be harder for me to come back to the leading zone that I was in. Oh, I see. I understand that's uh, because I, I have, at the beginning of my, my leading, that was the case for me. Mm-hmm. If I led, I have I had to be I, I led probably one person the whole night and that was it and then I could not, you know, go back to my my following because it kind of messed up my my leading my my following as well. Yeah. Uh, so that still yeah. happens to me. Oh, not always, but yeah, it will definitely. I'm glad that changes over time. It does. It does. It just comes uh, with with uh, you know, I guess getting used to. Yeah, I suppose it's like a language. Leading, you know. Yeah, it is a language. It's, a language. It's, a, so it's a means of communication, and it's true. Yeah. That's a great way to think about that, Adam. Very true. Like it. Yeah. So, yeah. Maria Elena, mm-hmm. what? Uh, what got you into tango? When did you get started? I started uh, 21 years ago <laughs> uh, in Buenos Aires, of course. And um, I don't know. I think it was just curiosity. I I could not believe that actually tango was meant to be done by everybody or anybody i thought tango was like you know cl- uh, classical dance or ballet that only a certain group of people could do it you need a big belly and <laughs> right <laughs> or big hips for women <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And I don't know, I just, I, I think it was curiosity. I was dating this guy who was telling me all about his experience in, in, in tango and, you know, his love stories of, in tango. And I was like, okay, would you like to go maybe take classes together? And he was like, yeah, yeah I would like that, but uh, I'm, I'm tired now. And he kept saying, oh, I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired. <laughs> Until I just went by myself one That'll day. That'll wake him up. <laughs> oh, yeah, he got so of course. pissed. He oh, got God. so pissed. <laughs> and like, <laughs> and I was like, uh... <laughs> I was like, I've been inviting you forever. Anyways, he never did. He never joined me in, in the classes I was taking. So that was it. Um, I started to take one class every month, maybe, not even practicing. So the first year we, we cannot count it. But <laughs> the second year, I don't know what did it, but I I got so ridiculously obsessed with tango so obsessed mm -hmm. and you know i think it was the fact that it was so hard for me it's like the same with flamenco now it got me obsessed mm -hmm. um it was so hard for me i had no experience with except when i was a child dancing uh, folk folk dances i i had no idea how to move my body i had no idea i'm having a hard time imagining uh, it <clears throat> Yeah, me too. No, really, me too. it was really hard for me. I could, I, I, I couldn't distinguish my left from my right foot. You know, mm. it was really, really, really frustrating as well. Uh, but I started to take like maybe one class a month, then once every fifteen days, and then every day, <laughs> pretty much every day. Not really every day, but pretty much like you know, f maybe four classes a week at one point. Um, yeah, that was it. That was it? That Come was on. it. That was it. That, that got me to, to where we are now. <laughs> 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 I still take classes. I still take tango classes. It's, for me, it's fascinating, absolutely fascinating. The world of tango is absolutely fascinating endless right endless absolutely endless endless i mean yeah. you have to have an attitude to to want to always be learning something that you do mm -hmm. uh, you you have to have at least curious curiosity and then you have to be a little bit humble to accept that you haven't learned everything yet yes uh, that's the worst that's very important yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know so many people who are, oh, no, it's, I'm fine. You know, I've, I've, I've done my tango classes. I'm good for now. And I respect that because for for this, for those people, it may be just enough for them, you know, to yes. get by in, in a sure, dance, sure. on the dance floor, you know, to hang out with people. Maybe their interest is it's not even going farther. And I respect, absolutely respect that. But for me, I, I don't respect if I ever have, have my feeling like that. At that point, I wouldn't. I wouldn't respect myself. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, I feel exactly the same. Also, it just gets boring. It yeah, that's the point. Yeah. When you when you start climbing, you know, and, and absorbing certain amount of knowledge, 
then you need to challenge yourself with more stuff. So then you are going to step up another another step. You're going to take another step, go farther, and then maybe farther, and then maybe farther. And that's 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 amazing thing about um, studying something that you like or you are interested and in. And studying something mm-hmm. that's always evolving. Because it's exactly. going with exactly. you. It has its own journey. Yeah. But what yeah. what makes things evolve is our own interest. Sure. I feel like this this is what I like. For instance, what makes tango something that it's continuously evolving is the fact that people still have interest in studying it, or and maybe doing and adding things that were not added before to it. Like I don't know. At one point, I before with Travis, you were talking about alternative tango, alternative music. Mm-hmm. And there are so many things. And then, you know, at one point, women who did, men who did ballet started to come to tango. So instead of doing boleos, small boleos, like like they did it in the 40s, maybe on the 30s, they started to lift up their legs so high and hit their their neck with, with their own heels. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and some people feel attracted to that. And some people now think maybe oh let's go back to our roots let's let's start learning what really happened in the 50s and the 40s in tango oh let's start learning again from the milongueros you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. it's like the interest of people is what makes things evolve i think in my opinion no i agree and it also like pushes people who are in it to evolve what they're doing and exchange with each other like um yeah i think our curiosity and the interest all of that exactly Uh, yeah go ahead something that for me fascinates me is the marcella do you live under a bridge now yes i do (laughs) i like to walk in buenos aires man it's beautiful. It's summer here. It's not snow, so I love it. Uh, something that I, I, I'm looking forward for this new era is how we are going to create a new tango. Because, like Elena is saying, learning again what the milongueros they were doing and doing in the 40s. I mean, it's it's an idea as an ideal, but it's impossible to be in that era. Uh, we can rescue so or rescue something about that, but. It's not going to be the same. So I'm wondering, what is the right balance between, okay, keeping some of the flavor of the past, at the same time, adapting what is needed nowadays? So that is my curiosity. Well, what is the fundamental of tango? It's interaction, it's communication, right? So Yeah, I don't think that, yeah, when, when, we, when we talk about... Uh, going back to our roots, I, it, it doesn't mean that you're going to start, you know, uh, exactly this, you're, it's, it's pretty much impossible to, to do that because you are living in a complete different era with complete different tools at your hand. And, uh, <laughs> but you still, you can still learn or relearn from what they did. Mm-hmm. And, Every person who does what a person in the 1940s did nowadays, it's 
is not going to do it the same way. And that's the richness of, of the evolution of things. Uh, a person who danced flamenco in, 1930, in the 1930s, 1950s, uh, did it in a very complete way, different way uh, from, from what they are doing nowadays. But yeah. people nowadays still uh, absorb from what uh, those people uh, were living through generation and generations and generations. And then it started to transform it because time is not a, f- a fixed thing. Times move, cultures move, countries uh, completely change. Uh, cultures completely change. It's, it's like our... Uh, our our own uh, DNA. We're changing because uh, you know. If you analyze your DNA, you have probably a percentage of this 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 uh, group of people, another percentage of this other group of people, and that mm. is is making you who you are today. It's yes. exact to me. It's exactly the same. What's happening in 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 all of the disciplines and ballet and flamenco in tango it's at one point we 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 want to go back to the roots but it does it doesn't mean that you're we are going to do it exactly the same way they did it and then we're going to be disappointed because we're not doing it the same way <laughs> I, I, you know what i'm saying yeah, I think yeah, it's, yeah absolutely you can you can let's say uh pajarito and kela you take a movement from them and, and you you can still admire them, and then you you try to do it. Of course, there will probably be an abysmal difference between what you are doing and what they are doing. It, it's not that you're you're trying to do exactly the same thing and way they did it. It's just that you are you are honoring them. Mm-hmm. You are you are you have you you put value in what they did. <laughs> I think. Anyways, I don't know what you guys think. No, No, I agree with you. It's I like uh, how you're like, it's impossible for it to be the same. And you're like, there's generations and there's everything evolving at the same time. And it's going to be different no matter how hard you try to make it look like what they did. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, we we are uh, a product of of these times, and those people were product of of 1940, 1950s, 1960s, mm-hmm. 80s, or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's exactly. Sometimes I hear I hear older people complaining, oh, "This orchestra, this orchestra doesn't sound like they sounded in 1940." Thank goodness. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, right? Yeah. I mean, we have CDs and we've been listening to the same music forever. What do you want? A guy who who wears, you know, long, very long hair, has tattoo all over the place. He probably, whatever, listens to classical music, jazz, rock and roll. And then he goes plays tango. Do you want the same person to <laughs> play exactly the same as... I don't know, Tanturi in 1940s? No, it's impossible. I find what I find you know fascinating what is uh, how many, I feel like 
in Tango, at least in North America, most people in Tango are very progressive, contemporary, left-wing, you want to say. But when they look at Tango, they're like fucking Nazis. <laughs> you didn't play this exactly the same way it was it was played 85 years ago and i i mean what, what are you doing like and you I'm like you're a hippie on a farm who wants to know the name of your fucking chicken and at the same time <laughs> you're telling me i don't dance tango this way. i love that description i am not uh, a fucking real tango dancer like <laughs> Get over this shit. Right. It's so easy in tango to find uh, radicalized people in in so yes. many opinionated. To, yeah, opinionated, but also towards some some orchestras or oh no, I like this couple how they dance because I think they they truly represent what tango means, and it's it's like. Uh, are you serious? But what you is know, tango anyway? This is a reflection of just <laughs> fear-based ignorance in general. It could be politically, it could yeah. be spiritually, it could be religious. But in tango, we have our own um, situation. It's like people that don't really know what's going on. So they make opinions um, based on like I, ignorance and fear. I used to be super opinionated and, and in a very ignorant way. I was I used to say, oh, I don't think that's tango. Oh, I don't think they dance tango. I don't think mm. And now I'm like, I I reserve the right the of of liking it or not, but I cannot be the judge mm. of defining what tango they do. Or not. Yeah, defining exactly. what they do. It's like let people do whatever they want. If they want to call it tango, well, let them call call it tango. If I do flamenco and and I call it flamenco, and someone comes and it, hey, that's not flamenco at all. They may be right, but <laughs> I have the right to call it whatever I want. You know. I mean, I was similar. <laughs> I, I used to be. I think a lot of people in the early stages of tango were very opinionated, and in my case, I've gotten it's not only humbled over the years, but almost like. Um, What's the word? Like my self-esteem is going the other way. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know what's going on anymore. <laughs> right. It, it's it's true. I I think the more you learn, the the less you know. The less you know, but the the humbler you become because you 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 start understanding that that what you see in people analyzing and and being so radical that's the person you used to be so you you just become more humble i think in in my in my experience in well my, i my, think you realize case. there is a bigger world around that what you thought it was and there is a lot more possibilities to what you thought you like i think the more you learn your horizon gets bigger so then of course you're more humbled by it it that's true that's absolutely true yeah absolutely i agree with that have you ever considered organizing events or anything like that maria elena i have but um i i never i i've, I've never actually 
step forward with it. I, I've never even initiated anything or tried to initiate anything because I think it's you have to have uh, a gift for that. Um, I think you you need to uh, you need to be a person who is um, able to lead with so many personalities around you and not being affected by that. That's why I think you guys are great organizers. I think I consider you guys the best organizers in, in the area. Well, we are too. Because I think, I, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how you do it, but it's incredible that you, you, you can be surrounded by so many, so much ego around you and you're as always cool, super cool. I would never be able to do that. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, again, it's, there's two of us. So we have each other to go up to the corner and with and be like, you see that stupid motherfucker? Yeah. What the fuck is that motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't yeah. have Chico there, I'd go to that motherfucker and say that to his face. <laughs> Punch him in the face. I'm honored that you see it that way. Yeah, I, am, I would absolutely the... be like Adam. Come here, motherfucker, and punch him in the, in the yeah, face. Yeah, I mean, we both have our moments. We come, we can come to one another and say, all right, I, I quit that person. You're in charge of that person. So like, and it works out great most of the time. If one of us is like not able to handle that situation, the other one is there. To, it's very rare that both of us are unable to handle that. Right, Adam? Yeah. The other thing is like, at the end of the day, it's just you and I. You know, so it's like we've dealt with this, we dealt with that, but like. It's like you, it, 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 it. we're co-worker. It, I don't want to put it like this. It sounds kind of, I don't know, basic, but I'm like, oh, I work with Chico and then we deal with all this shit. But at the end of it, I work with somebody I care about and I love and we have fun. So cool. Whatever. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's a great yeah. balance. And I think like we try not to take it too seriously i think that's also helps like all that ego that this like we're like whatever man it's just a milonga it's just one performance it's just you know i mean mm -hmm. of course we care for it but it's not the end of the world well but th this is exactly what i meant you need to have that capacity you need to have that that uh, you know, yes, capacity to deal with with whatever comes at you, you know. And I, I am a person who's sometimes very you know cool and chill, but sometimes it's like I got up with the wrong foot and don't don't even talk to me, you know. Yeah, <laughs> of course, but it's a learning process. <laughs> it's all like anything else, experience. Yeah. More I guess, yeah. There yeah, was moments yeah, when I probably offend people hosting an event. Yeah, I was just me. like, I can't fucking do this. But, you know, over years yeah. and years, you learn to just... Take... Yeah, I remember moments where I would totally deal differently with it now than I did mm -hmm. then. It's all live and learn. Mm -hmm. But again, I think a lot of it has to do with somebody, having somebody else to work with. I don't oh, yeah, know. I, you know, yeah. I see Sarah yeah. LaRocco, Robin Thomas, 
certain organizers. I don't that, know. They, they do. They it. have volunteers and they have helpers, but to run an event alone, yes. I don't even understand. Like, there's so much work. Yeah, it's it's hard. I think yeah. it's hard, and I, I I wouldn't do it by myself. Of course, I sh- I would I would have to have a uh, another partner to do it uh, with and. It's it's just I think it's a lot of also a lot of time that you have to put in and organizing things and try to coordinate all the things that have to that will be involved in in the night and the event in the weekend whatever you're organizing yeah and uh, you have to be very political I think right um, in you know there's so many people who who think they are they deserve this they deserve that and it's it just i think it's 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 a lot of ego to deal with <laughs> yeah but at the same time it's a couple hours it's not like you're political in the sense that you're running for re-election and you have to yeah please all this and then you know it's like two hours three hour event and some certain schmoozers come in from another country who think they're superstars and they are they're they're superstars mm-hmm. right now in our event and that's great mm-hmm. and i'm going to ignore them and, and be nice know, yeah <laughs> yeah and we're only talking about you are not talking you. about me right well we're always talking about you and we're talking shit <laughs> but no i mean we're you're talking about only few people that in a room of like yeah hundred people so in the end there's in the same atmosphere there are so many people who appreciate you for what you do and how you do it that that also really keeps you alive and uh, that it's easy to deal with the one or two people that might be problematic but overall I would say that's like a lot less rare Mm -hmm. and influence to your night than the positive well, the stuff reason, that's going on. The reason I asked Maria Elena is because mm-hmm. when this is over, the city's going to need some mm-hmm. some organizers. Some experienced uh, I understand people. that. I understand that it's. Uh, I think the this may be the worst time for tango that I've ever experienced. Oh, yeah. This is Absolutely. actually the worst time, um, and. Uh, coming from an era of so much, you know, luxury, should I say that? Luxury in terms Mm -hmm. of being, you know, being able to travel just to dance with, I don't know, West Coasters and travel to Europe to dance, trying to travel to Buenos Aires and mingle with people and, and getting to know people and dancing with this and dancing with that and that one and, now suddenly boom mm-hmm. <laughs> someone turn off the light and you know <laughs> kick us out and yeah it's very difficult times very very difficult times i i miss i miss tango but i'm not i'm i'm i'm, I'm so busy with with other stuff i took the opportunity to to improve my 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 own persona by, mm-hmm. you know, taking on other stuff. But I, I totally agree that the the city, the, the this community will need a lot of work to rebuild. Yeah, uh, but it will happen. 
I am yeah, optimistic. it will eventually. It will, yeah, I think like, people will. I think we all miss it. And I find there is very interesting ways that people are staying connected mm-hmm. to the fans, to the community. And I, we're lucky that all of this is happening in an era where we can stay connected, even far away. And mm-hmm. I think that's just keeping the enthusiasm there to come back. And so when it's time to come back, it will be a good because I got out. Because I got out. It's going to be hot. It's going to be hot. It's high. It's it's hot. Yeah, actually, I think. Yeah. I think people will be uh, carefully uh, coming out when this is this starts looking more like normal. But I think the I think people are hungry for 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 dancing, for tango, for, or for, for doing, for doing anything. For anything touching, else. for touching and hugging. For touching, yeah. Sexy. <laughs> for touching, that sounded very, hmm, very suspicious. Very sexy. Chico. No, it was just very actually, uh, you know, just. It's true. It's true. It's. Uh, I, I've always yeah. been very touchy-feely all my life and I love that about you and I do it in the store to people I don't know I never recognize and then I have to like remind myself (laughs) yeah (laughs) I mean I do it in the store I do it in the store. No, it's like a force of habits. If you're, if I'm going to go around someone and their back is turned to me, I might touch them in the shoulder before, as I say something or whatever, all of that, instead of just like wait there and excuse me, excuse me. Like I know I will do a gesture with my hands and I will tie. I do it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot the rules. Yeah, <laughs> so typical and not so comfortable for everybody. Yeah. 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 Ah, I miss you, guy. I miss you. I miss you. <laughs> I miss you too. <laughs> I miss you too. Um, so guys, what, what's the other question? Any more questions? I think, I think we're, I think we've kept you long enough. There's tons of questions, but. Oh, I forgot to answer, um, Adams, um, about what food I would uh, Mm. leave on. (laughs) What's a, uh, staple in your kitchen? Can I, can I choose, oh my goodness, eggs, um, avocados, and I could live so happily if I had, I don't know how to make um, sourdough, but if I had a slice or a couple a of sourdough. slices. I know a sourdough. Wow. Of, of sourdough. That, that made me remember to me, oh, that's such a good combination. Oh my goodness. I would also want arugula in that though. Uh, really? Yes. Sounds yes. good actually. That's another uh, thing I try not to ever run out of. Arugula, yeah. I oh. I do. I in the summer I eat a lot of arugula, but now I'm I'm eating a lot of um, spinach and I sauté um, cabbage 
with uh, pork fat and mm. and Brussels sprouts, mm. and then put a lot of spices, Indian spices or you know Middle Eastern spices mm. and paprika yeah, and cayenne pepper. Do you do red cabbage or white cabbage? I do red cabbage a lot. Yeah, uh, white cabbage. You do white. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's actually, I think uh, they say that that uh, that you're supposed to eat um, uh, dark color um, vegetables and fruit. That is really good for you. Yeah, um, I do That's like true. Uh, white cabbage though. Yeah, my mom loves white cabbage too. I never, I hardly ever buy white cabbage. I'm such a red cabbage sucker. yeah red cabbage is good too it's really good yeah we made tacos the other we're back to food and i'm back to feeling hungry guys me too yeah so it's time for dinner i would it's time for dinner okay a late dinner (laughs) (laughs) normal normal time huh normal time for dinner right yeah. Argentina, normal time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in, this, in yeah. this house too. In this house too. Well, oh, yeah? I'm so great. Yeah, I usually don't eat my first meal before three, four lately. It used to be two o'clock. Now it's three, four, and then of oh, course wow. I'm not hungry until later. I see. So I am so happy you decided to join us tonight well. and be our guest. Thank you very much, uh, guys. It was a pleasure to talk to you and to uh, just go back a little bit to the time where I, f- I felt that times were a little bit normal <laughs> again. Yeah. I oh, haven't good. talked to, to pretty much anybody in the tango community in a very long time. So I feel like I'm in Tango Cafe. <laughs> oh, good. I'm, I'm, re- I'm ready for an after party. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm so freaking ready for an after party. Oh, yeah. my God. Thanksgiving nights, the night before Thanksgiving, I remember you stayed like two hours or something after the Milonga once till the end, dancing to 80s music with us. Oh my goodness, I will not that, forget so, that, night. that was so nice. That was so nice. I remember also going to Ghetto Tango one time. Mm. Yes, <laughs> my old loft. May I, yes. may, I, may I tell you guys a very funny story? Yes. I don't know if, if I yeah. ever told you. <laughs> one, one time when I went to your Ghetto Tango thing, I was high. <laughs> Perfect for it. And you had and you had this big mirror right there where everybody was dancing. I was so high. I almost I almost crashed into the mirror thinking that that was the door. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> that would have been bad. That would have been bad for you and for the space. Can you imagine breaking the, the mirror? <laughs> I can't even imagine you. Hi, now you need to come back again. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I, I've been sober for so long that I, I, I don't recognize myself. <laughs> I think the, to go to the uh, Chico Nada Milonga is one requirement. It's in the contract. At least you need to go there high. 
once. <laughs> if you want. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> That's exactly the the music for the moment. <laughs> yes. But I that that situation was so funny. It was so ridiculously funny. Well, a lot of crazy <laughs> shit has happened in that loft. So if you had broken the mirror, it would one have been okay. It would have been one more story to add to the list. The so funny thing when, when you are the funny thing when you are high is that you think you are for dancing time, or you think you are doing the, the you are being the best dancer. <laughs> Your partner is suffering like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. In general. Yeah, you're like, oh my God, this is so cool. Wow, I can move. I'm amazing. No, you, no, you, yeah, I'm amazing. No, you I can't. I had one experience no, where after the song ended, my partner was like, why didn't we move? <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. I thought we were dancing pretty great. I thought I was moving. The guy stops on the side of the road in his car. He thinks he's still driving or something. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we were in Denver, Adam, and there were edibles and I tried and then it lasted hours. So by the time we got to the Milonga at the festival, I was still like feeling the effects, but I felt so good dancing. That, <laughs> but I experienced this so many times with friends that danced with me when they were high and they didn't feel nearly as good as they do usually when they are not high. So I ran over to Adam. I'm like, you got to dance with me because I think I feel amazing. <laughs> I need someone to tell me if I feel like shit. <laughs> It's so typical, right? It's so typical. <laughs> everybody, everybody thinks you you, you just suck, but you, but that's the great thing about it. You think you feel the best ever. Yes, you're in the music. The music is in you. You can exactly. feel every partner so you, well. You are so. You you can feel everything. You can feel the room. Everybody so connected. You know, connected with the universe, with everyone's <laughs> spirit. Oh my goodness! Oh, this is this is amazing. <laughs> and then exactly. when the effects, you know, leave you, you're like, oh my god! I hope I didn't embarrass myself. <laughs> you probably did, but it's okay. <laughs> It's okay. I, you know, as they, as they, I've heard them people say, like, nobody cares about you. They only care about themselves. (laughs) So, as much as we hide and protect our egos and ourselves all the time, nobody remembers anything because they're just thinking about their own egos. (laughs) They don't give a shit. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's important to also acknowledge and be aware of because usually what makes us think that other people may think this or that is our own ego. Mm-hmm. So uh, sure. it's important to, to, I mean, it's so hard to drop your ego, right? So it's something that is like a tick that is sucking you. <laughs> um, but uh, it's, it's sometimes ego is just gets in, 
in our way to to be better, to, you know, in terms of being be better people, being better in anything. at what we do, in anything, yeah. Yeah, basically in anything. And it's something so unnecessary, <laughs> so unnecessary. Yeah, but it's also one of those muscle memory things. We have to learn to... Mm -hmm. Stop using it that much. You have to put a leash on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. that's true. Actually, it's true. There are ways. Yeah. yeah, meditation is one of the ways. Well, drugs, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but the problem is the, with drugs, it just it's just a moment, and then you're back to normal. <laughs> I think meditation is more enduring, more um, more lasting, enduring, more lasting. Um, and also enduring um, for for <clears throat> demolishing ego, or at least uh, if 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 you make a I don't know if you guys meditate, but I uh, in this time also these difficult times uh, I also started to meditate more and more and do it every day, mm -hmm. um, and that helps me a lot to. Yeah, to to put the reins on my ego. That's great. It's I, a monumental. I don't meditate, task. meditate like that. But I do meditate through movement, I guess, more in like my own way. But not. I don't do meditation. Mm -hmm. um, but I can get to that place. I like not the same place. I'm sure. Like it's maybe something in my journey ahead to find that but with what I can do with breathing and inhaling and exhaling and moving slow and doing few things well that's a type of meditation yeah exactly but it's always there's always movement I um, I am not there for meditation without movement mm. how about you uh, Adam you you've done yoga too, right? You've been doing yoga. Uh, yeah. Mainly, yeah. I do climbing now, and exercise. Oh, nice! It's very nice. Um, cool. And then I, when I lay down in bed, I meditate <laughs> for like two seconds. No, I, I <laughs> don't fall asleep that easily, so I actually lay on my back and oh, really? for a while and just focus on my breathing. Well, that is actually also a type of meditation. Yeah, I think. I... Uh, Meditation is 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 can have like a like a traditional way, but also, um, you know, if you do yoga, they will tell you that yoga is a as a meditation in movement. Mm -hmm. But also, people, I think, people find their own way of communicating with with the universe and and with their own spirit. So that's also positive as long as exactly. it's good for the for for you. And and who knows better than 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 you what what's good for you? Yeah. Yeah. My um one of my physical therapists years ago when I worked as an architect and was dealing with my neck issues had told me like every day in the middle of your day take ten minutes, go to the park, just lay on the grass, and just focus on your breathing, and. Mm -hmm just be horizontal and try not to fall asleep 
<laughs> well, I mean, don't force yourself, but he was like, take a moment. And those were like really, it was really nice to have that break for the day. And uh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think more absolutely, people should yeah. take moments out of their day to do that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's what I miss about yeah. the subway? Find ways. Mm. <laughs> subway yeah. was like meditation for survival it's like don't look here don't look here don't look here don't look here breathing i'm breathing <laughs> my eyes are closed i'm listening to something breathing mm. <laughs> actually i have experienced that also adam in in the subway is so the 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 subway system in new york city is so well in anywhere i guess but um in big cities uh it's so it's so stressful and if you have that time, if you're if you're taking commuting for for a long time, uh, I'm sorry, no. New York is the, really special. <laughs> really, okay. I'm telling you, yeah. There is these rats. There is these people screaming. There is this a special <laughs> place. There is no nothing like. That. Absolutely, yeah. It's a particular place where you you are being challenged absolutely challenged by every every person around you can challenge you with with the with very the 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 most little thing you know they can challenge you pushing you or they just you know they spit next to you and you think it's for you and you you think you think they're being aggressive or person is looking at you in a different way I, i have experience with men being you know uh, how do you call this when men sit down with their, their legs wide open, open. Mm, yeah. man spreading man spreading and it literally touching my leg and I it's just it, for me it was always uh, a problem to, com- to commute and in New York City in the sense that it stressed me so much it stressed mm. me out so much and it's a great moment like Adam said I I remember doing exactly the same thing. Just relax, (laughs) breathe out, try, you know, try not to smell, try not to feel the person right pushing at you, you know, it's it's, it's a challenging world. You know, when I I was with with my ex, with Eva in the the subway in New York, I mean, I am a Latin guy, dark, and Eva is a blonde, is European. So we were in the subway, and the first time that in my life that happened that a person started to look at us and started to scream and say to, to Eva, you are stealing one from us. <laughs> Don't touch him. He belongs to us. Why you are doing, you are bitch, you are taking all the men from you, from us. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh my goodness. I've heard that uh, in a lot of cross-cultural, cross-racial relationships happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Uh, well, yeah. on that note, guys, let's, I think, wrap it up before the show cuts us off. Oh, yeah. We only we have, have a just have five three hour minutes limit. left. And, oh, okay. <laughs> only three hours, and we're at the end oh, of goodness. that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But we appreciate you joining us. Maria Elena, yes. Marcelo yeah. from Under the Bridge, 
Travis, thank, thank you again. You very much. Thanks for sticking around and listening. Um, and yeah, Maria, it was really great to talk to you again after so many months. Yes, Maria. Yeah, it was great to stay great well. talking to you. You too, guys. Take care. Send you, send you hugs from Buenos Aires in the summer day and you can just walk on the city and enjoy the night and uh, have you... Fuck you, Marcel. <laughs> <laughs> what the Chico. fuck, Marcelo? What the fuck, Chico? What the fuck? Well, what the fuck, everybody? Yes. Yes. I love you guys. Again, everybody. We next love week. You love you too. We'll be back next week. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. And get your vaccines. And Let's start dancing soon. Yes. Yep. We Good hope night, so. Guys. Yeah. Good night. Bye. Good night, Adam. Good night. Hey, Albert. Oh, yeah, what's up, John? You got your harmonica with you today, man? Yeah, I brought it with me today, man. I think we better get on down, you know, because I got this blues. You know, I got them too. It is.